Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Yeah. I apologize if my daughter runs in, but... Oh, it's okay. It's all yeah. good. All right, let's get started. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Andy. Hello. And we got first time on the show, the dynamic duo, Derek Chekis and Drew Robinson. How's it going? What's up, fellas? <laughs> What's up, nice. guys? Good. Uh, this is episode 151, Dynamic Duo. Do I have to play the Batman theme from like the yes. 60s? <laughs> oh, I got to do that. <laughs> I'd be totally down for that. But the question is, who's Batman? Who's Robin? That's what I was going to ask. Uh, yeah, I don't one know. you guys is Batman? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think you're that both That would be a Riddler. tough call. I think Derek would make a better Robin See? physically, but he flies a lot better than me. I, I was picking Derek more to be Batman just because he's more like, he seems a little bit more serious to me. And then, like, Robin's kind of the wild card, right? Like, he's just kind of like, whatever, Batman, let's go do this, you know? I mean, if that's if that's your inference of Batman and Robin, I'd agree 100%. <laughs> nice. Sometimes I call him my supervisor. Your supervisor? Okay. You yeah. better have, like, make sure you don't get yeah. in trouble with flies. <laughs> so, uh, late at night, you know, he's like, don't go too low, too low, too low, too low. And meanwhile, I'm trying to touch the ground with my rotor blades. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I forget what event it was. Maybe uh, it, was, it was like last year or so. I think you and Alan Zavo finally like met, and you told Alan like how old you were, and he's like, "Oh, I always thought Derek was the older one because he's always like taking care of you." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and so did you get one? You know, Derek's just calm, collected. The guy just has a heart of gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I and, hear. And, and it really shows in the helicopter industry. If you go to his YouTube channel, it's it used to be a lot more videos. But then as, the more he hung out with me, the more outgoing he became and the less obsessed with helicopters. <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty bad. All right, yeah, we'll get into all that. Kind of ask a couple of questions and stuff. So let's catch up with everyone's week first. Uh, who'd like to go first? Uh, I will. I will go first because I wasn't here last week. Sure. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, go for it, Kevin. Yeah. Well, we went to the uh, Summers Over Fun Fly uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. down at the club, mm-hmm. and I I had, some, I had a lot of fun, man. Saw everybody. I saw Muse and his crazy airplane that he scratch built. That was a Halloween witch, and the the main wings were a hat and the tail, and you had to see this thing. It was the jankiest looking, weirdest looking <laughs> thing you ever saw, and everybody's like, I got to see this fly. So we were like, there's no way this thing's going to fly. And it flew great. He took it up, wow. flew it around. Well, I won't say it flew great, great, but it flew great as if, as it flew and actually landed. And he flew it a couple more times. So huh. it one, had some weird characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely had some weird, like aileron, because it had like elevons as a tail setup. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. And I saw the rudder, I believe, too. But the, the one thing I want to mention about that, plane and that f- and him muse flying it is that i've never seen that guy land so damn smooth with any right. of his other planes except for that one <laughs> he would come in and be just like perfect perfect like rate of descent perfect you know um decrease the speed and everything like it was just like spot on well his maiden flight 
he landed uh, in a spiral coming down the towards towards the ground as a spiral mm-hmm. and then he pulled out of it the last minute and just touched down on the runway and perfect, i was right. like are you kidding me yeah perfect yeah mm-hmm. i yelled it out i was like Ugh. but that <laughs> i had so much fun i flew to night radiant there uh i know you guys talked about it last week and yeah, a uh, little a couple mm-hmm. people flew that bill flew it you flew it steve and uh i just had a good time just sitting in a chair just tooling around with that thing changing the lights and checking everything out and nice you know there was a couple of planes with lights on them uh that we had and it was it was cool yeah but this weekend uh on sunday i had time to go to our local field i know they're having the the fun fly down south jersey i i didn't get a chance to go down there because i probably would have had it in about an hour and then i would have had to turn around and come back uh but i flew my uh oxy 255 my oxy 4 and my 690 oh and i, I brought the free fall rc jet there too mm-hmm. and uh flew that a couple times man that thing i Dave designed such a great jet, man. It's a little prop and slot Dollar Tree foam jet, but it flies awesome. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But I'm starting to see on the Oxy, even though I love it on the 255, it's the smallest one I have. And I, I love it, and it's great helicopter. I'm starting to see the difference between that, and you're going you're gonna to laugh, and the Oxy 4 in the way of its characteristics to where, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's, you know, the, the little helis are twitchy and stuff like that. I'm starting to actually see that more. Um, maybe because, mm-hmm. I don't know, just because I'm progressing in, in flying and definitely, you definitely see a difference between the four and the 690, but, um, just the, the 255, I guess I'm, um, I'm, I still love it, but I'm not in love with it anymore. I guess I could say. <laughs> Uh, the other guy that showed up uh, on on Sunday, uh, there was only a few people there at the field. Was our buddy Andy Garcia? He showed up. Did he bring he a brought, helicopter? He brought no. He brought uh, FPV. Yeah, he brought like so. five FPV wings and his FPV setup. But he also brought a radar gun, which we had a lot of fun with. Yeah, and he got cool. this radar gun. Uh, it's a Bushnell makes it. It's it was like eighty bucks. He said it was. Dude, it was so much fun to have that thing there. And we clocked a few of his wings flying at 90 miles an hour. He had one that broke 100 miles an hour. And President Mike had the V900. Oh, Horizon Hobby, yeah. Right. And, dude, that thing has a bigger motor in it than the Sequoia. Because I looked at it, uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy cow. And I don't even know what he runs it on. I think 4S. Or at least for us, I should say. I think it is for us. And, but that thing moves so quick, dude. That is such a quick plane that we clocked the best run was 132 miles an hour. Nice. That was freaking insane. Man. On. Yeah. The free full RC jet clocked in at 63 miles an hour, which I thought was pretty good for a profit slot jet. I mean, yeah, we were flying, we were yeah. flying with the wind. We were flying downwind, you know, so maybe we had a, another five miles an hour it was it really wasn't windy at all mm-hmm. uh, but i thought that was pretty respectable and dave was like that sucks <laughs> dave the builder <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. like i you can get that thing to go quicker you just got to cut the slot away from the bottom a little more yeah. so i might i don't want to ruin it though you know I'm, I yeah, just leave it i would just leave it and fly the way it is when it's not a, it's not meant to be a speed demon right we're not trying to win no we can get in his book I mean, of records or anything so yeah i would like to build uh a, you know another one. Oh, okay uh, just just something I could mess around with, you know, and not be worried about crashing it or anything. Yeah. The other thing I saw was one of our members at the club, Pete, was there, and he has a 
ornithopter or something like that. Ornithopter. 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 Yeah. It's a uh, mechanical bird, and he kind of got it to fly a little bit. It just it wasn't. It was only turning to the left. He couldn't get or to the right. He couldn't get it to turn to the left. I don't, I don't know one of the directions. The tail moves up and down like an elevator, but then it rotates. Yeah, it uh, rotates to give you like the to yaw. give you your aileron. Yeah, that was about it. That's that's all I'm gonna mention. I I screwed around with the speed tank, and I gotta print some more parts out for that because that didn't come out too well. <laughs> but mm. uh, what do you guys been up to? I don't know who wants to go next. I'll kind of go next because I'm gonna go into the little bit of that end of summer Halloween fun fly. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I flew the crap out of Goblin Nitro by uh, 500 Sport. Um, I also flew the Kunai, and I think I mentioned this last week. I gave that to Tony. Um, I flew the EFX Racer. I think I'm going to get rid of that plane. I don't know. It, yeah. needs, it needs a new motor. The motor is definitely going. And that's the second motor I got from Hobby King. Like, I put a yeah. service call already in, like, after the first flight. And then, you know, now, like, I haven't been flying it much, but I busted it out. And I'm just like, yeah, the motor's kind of going, and maybe I'll put a bigger motor in maybe i just we'll just you know whatever give the airframe away kind of fast forward to this past weekend right i flew i got 13 flights in i got i flew the the goblin 500 uh sport and also the black thunder 700 so i finally returned my um 700 electric back to uh a standard i guess non-night setup Okay. On it since I I bought a dedicated night setup, so I wanted to kind of fly it one last time before I did some work on it. So I got I got f- I got four flights in on it, and you know <clears throat> I've been getting really really comfortable flying and doing new things now. Like um, orientation isn't that much of an issue, so like I've just been kind of like yoloing it and just trying stuff. So one of the things I've been trying is like more Yolo-ing funnels. It. You know, more, what? You can't you can't yeah. get up with the times? You don't know what that means or something? Dude, yeah, I get up with the times 10 years ago, sure. Yeah. They still use it. But anyway. Uh, sure. They still um, use swell. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. That's swell. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've been getting used to doing maneuvers that I don't normally do on a, on a, in real life. I do them in the sim. But uh, there's one maneuver where I just kind of was like, you know, I do a lot of tail down TikToks. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Tail down TikTok. And I just go right into a funnel. Um, and it was cool because I'm like inverted. Like, so I'm doing it on the back push where you, you know, you, you push down elevator and then you give uh, negative to stop it. And I just go right into a funnel. Um, and I'm, well, another thing I've been getting used to is just doing transition. So inverted to upright. I'll do a, I'll do like a tail down upright funnel and then I'll, I'll throw the helicopter to the left and do a 180 and then do a nose down upright funnel, you know, just uh, kind of switching things around and, and doing different things. And um, I got to say, it's, it's you know, ever since I, like the whole, what do you call it, orientation stuff, it started clicking with me. I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like I could just do whatever and, you know, do a couple, like 100, 150 feet up and I have no worries. It's a big 700 helicopter, so I can see it. So, um, I'm having a great time doing that. Um, nice. After after those 13 flights, I was just like, "Wow, it's one o'clock. What am I gonna do now? No one's at the field. It was it was cold and windy, um, so no one was there. It was like 30 mile per hour gust." Yeah, dude, I can't believe you're out in that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I fly helicopters. I wanted to made in my my uh, night raiding 
But I was like, no, no, that now is too windy. Like, <laughs> it's too yeah. windy for a plank. But for a helicopter, screw it. I'll hover in 45 degree lean. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> oh, and another thing I was doing is I was autoing my Black Thunder. Like, every flight, I was like, ah. screw it. I'm going to land with an auto. And I did. So, cool. you know, even though they're very uh, sketchy autos, I'll say. And and one battery, I just kind of did auto practicing to try to mm-hmm. fix that sketchiness <laughs> because I don't know. I have a hard time. Like I end up pulling out of an auto or flaring too high. I don't. And I, it's like I guess before it was like I didn't want to get too close to me. Now I'm kind of over that. But now I'm like I, I'm too scared to get too close to the ground and flare too so late. Like, so when do you flare? Like how uh, high? Uh, I mean, I start flaring at 15 feet, I think, or 20 feet. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. And and I should be probably a little bit lower. But then it's like I'm kind of you know descending pretty quick, so I mm-hmm. think that's part of the reason why I flare too early because I get nervous. So yeah, right. but that that's just that'll take some practice, and I'll get a, I'll get over that. Yeah. Uh, but on another note, I did go to an auction, an RC auction, and I've never been to an RC auction before. Um, not like this one, at least. You know, we've been to that that Adams RC swap meet, right? And they, they'll have an auction. They'll have an yeah. auction, but really, you're there to walk around the tables and buy stuff. This was like. You walk around, you see the stuff, and then you sit there and you basically, when your plane that you want to buy comes up, then you, you know, you throw up your your number to to bid. Like an auto auction. Yeah, like an auto auction, or just like in you know, a state auctions or any right. of the Sotheby's, whatever auctions. Like all the auctions in general. So they're talking really fast, blah, 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 23, you know, like all that nonsense, <laughs> no. which I don't understand anything. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I didn't. I didn't bid on anything. Nothing interests me except for a one three D plane. Which the guy who owned the three D plane was like, "Screw it," and took his plane and went home. Like he never made it to the auction block, which was kind of lame in my opinion. You go there and you bring all these planes to auction, and then you like bail on it. It's like, whatever. Wow, Plank, was planker going cheap or something? They didn't. Want I, I guess, but like, yeah, probably. But but you could have a reserve. Like if something was like a hundred dollars, you want a minimum for, it, and it was like seventy bucks. You know, and then like the auction, the auctioneer person, like the person talking, you know, like you could scream out like, no, like, you know, not scream out. No, but like you could scream out like, yeah, you, can you know, your so, minimum. You, you still have to pay the auction company something usually. Not if you don't sell. It's only on a sell. Mm, every auction I've ever had to, you had to give them something. Yeah. So, so this auction, the way it was is, uh. It was like, you know, cash, whatever the price that you bid, what you paid for. But the mm-hmm. seller um, would pay 10%. Yeah, so whatever. If it's so, yeah, buyer's premium. So, yeah. Sure. So, but like if you didn't sell it, you didn't have to pay anything. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal was with the, the guy, but he had a nice, uh, it was like a 40 something inch 3D hobby shop, mm-hmm. 3D plane. Okay. All ready to go, you know, like receiver ready. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll bid yeah. 100 bucks on it, you know. Uh, but it never made it to the box, so I didn't hmm. end up buying that. Um, hmm. There was like a little table on the side that had like ridiculously cheap and old school shit. So I'm like, oh, I like these free flight balsa planes I used to build back when I was 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Ah, 10 bucks. Let me buy a couple. So I ended up buying a couple of those. So I did walk away with a couple of planes, some free flight <laughs> nice. balsa planes. <laughs> <laughs> so what did I get? I got a Cessna 170 and a. Uh, Stinson SR seven. Stinson, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, they're kind of two, you know, little high wing planes, but they're they're balsa kits, and I'll, I'll build them over a weekend or so when I'm bored. So that'd be cool. 
yeah, so that's about it. What about you, Andy? Um, I just worked on this camper. Um, oh, yeah. We call it the, the Freefall RC Fun Fly Machine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's better than a mystery machine, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you might like that, Kevin. I like that. Um, yeah, just um, kind of worked on it a couple nights of the week, just sort of planning and kind of figure out uh, how I want to do it, like how I want to do the storage and how I want to place the helicopters and um, make yeah, a workbench cool. and all that kind of thing. I'm trying to uh, make it as functional as possible, but I want to retain the use of uh, the beds in the back, the fold down couch right. slash beds. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep those in use, but be able to work around them. And um, uh, so we can use it for, you know, working on stuff or wrenching or whatever the night. Nice. Um, I, I found this. Um, so I was going to build a uh, fold down table like a like a bench like mm-hmm. um two foot by three foot or something that i could fold up when i need to put the golf cart in and got to digging around on amazon and found um a couple different companies make them you can just buy them and bolt them up and they're like 100 120 bucks i was like well shoot i'll just get that and i won't even have to fool with building anything yeah you don't have to figure out what you're gonna yeah. do just buy it and put it up yeah. yeah so um which i mean it wouldn't be hard to build but for a hundred bucks i'm not gonna waste three hours dicking around with something when i can mm-hmm. just yeah. fold it up anyway yeah so i ordered one of those um see how it works out i got out sunday and did some flying put three nice. flights on the 516 and three on the uh, oxy four max uh, was kind of trying to do uh, to practice some stuff. I was doing um, uh, funnels and hurricanes in different orientations and trying to um, mix them up, like do um, figure eight funnels, which I'm not very good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, it was uh, I screwed up a couple times. Had to hit rescue, uh, but it, it's getting better. It's, it's getting a little easier. Uh, I've always had trouble with the hurricanes. They always turn into funnels for some reason. Like I'm, I'm more comfortable with the sideways flight and keeping the tail, uh, you know, pointed to the center. But I, I so I'm finally now being able to kind of do uh, inverted and backwards hurricanes where you keep the tail horizontal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just just a matter of practice and just getting out and doing it. I just really haven't focused on anything all summer. So I've been trying to here last few weeks when I do fly, I've been trying to uh, pick something and just sort of focus on it. And I I do most of my progressing through the winter when I have more time. So I'm trying to kind of get a start on that, that cool, man. Nice. um, You can help me out in the springtime. Yeah. I don't know. All the simming you're doing, you'll probably be doing, uh, you'll probably be helping me out with some stuff. I tried the hurricanes on, uh, man, I tried it one way and I was like, gee, I don't even know how these guys do this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm already one sided. Like one way always feels better. Yeah. So I'm trying really Mm -hmm. hard to keep, to practice the ones that don't feel good. And then I would, I would try to transition into, you know, a different orientation. 
like just in a, like a figure eight pattern. And that's where I would screw up. And, uh, um, usually I could save it, but, uh, once or twice I had to hit rescue cause I just, it was far away and I was like, I don't know what's doing or what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, hit rescue. Okay. There it is. Now I got it. That's pretty much all I've been up to. Not, not a whole lot. It's rained a lot here this yeah. last week. Have you been uh, able to kind of progress to your work and like get most of your no. harvesting done or no? No, haven't, haven't accomplished anything. <laughs> it really sucks. You know what then I, I should be hearing you saying, oh, I started building that N7 gasser. I know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know. Uh-huh. I know. I was <laughs> thinking about that. I got to order some uh, some more parts for it Some um, to make the uh, conversion kit. I got to have some extra uh, frame spacers and a couple little doodads. Um, oh, okay. So I got to get those ordered and get started on that thing. Because right. it's time. I need it. Those dang doodads. I know, doodads. What not? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So first of all, um, where are you guys located? I mean, you're actually recording in the same house right now. I think you guys went to Drew's house, you said? Yeah, we're at my house, and we, we call it my lab. I actually have a room in my house that's probably about 12 by 24 with a bunch of workbench space where we work on stuff together usually. Nice. Actually, it's usually my stuff, not his. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Yeah, we're so, both from we're both from uh, Western Connecticut, basically. So Drew's okay. in Watertown, and I'm in Cheshire. So oh, you're not far from us then. Okay, that's cool. Nice. No. Yeah, we're about twenty minutes from each other, give or take. Yeah, it's oh, cool. Yeah. So if we're not at a fun fly, we're usually we're we're either at a family event. A mm-hmm. fun fly or practicing together on the weekend. That's basically how it goes. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Dynamic duo for sure. Um, so how long have you guys been in the hobby? Well, Derek go first because he, he's yeah. been in a lot longer than me. Uh, yeah, I think all in I've got about nine years flying helicopters. I started in 2006 and I flew for about a year. Um, and then I started college and, uh, I had to put the helicopters up for a little bit before mm-hmm. I uh, focused on school, but I started again in 2010 after one of my good friends from high school brought me down his basement and showed me this like old century Hawk pro that he had. And we just like had to get it running and it got me right back into the hobby. So nice. I've been uh, flying ever since. Nice. Yeah, and um, as far as I'm concerned, I think probably like seven years ago, I bought a foam plane. That's how it started. Me and my friends bought foam planes. Mm-hmm. And, and then we began flying every weekend. I remember one of them buying a, a teeny helicopter, and I was like, that's so stupid. <laughs> you know, I was like, the things are so hard to fly, all this stuff. He Then he ended up buying like a, fi- a 450, and he gave me that small one. I flew it for two days, and then the next day I went out and bought one. <laughs> I remember telling my wife that a five hundred dollar four fifty was the biggest helicopter I'll ever need. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> Everyone said that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. I can't do anything bigger than a five four fifty. Come on, those things are scary. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're all flying seven hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My packs cost more than my helicopter did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> right? Don't say it too loud. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> So, so how did you guys meet each other? I mean, how did you guys kind of hook up and become this dynamic duo and been friends for so long now? 
Well, I got that little helicopter and I started flying with my friends and we had no idea about 3D. We had no clue. And there was a hobby shop at the time in, in uh, Winstead, Connecticut. And uh, so I go, go to the state to get parts for my blade. I, I don't know, it was a Blade 400 or 450. Something, something like that. One of the blades. You remember you could get those ones like with the DX6 that came in it? Yep, yep, the whole yeah, that, that was one of my one of my first helicopters. I went to get parts, and uh, I'm watching this guy wipe down this Nitro T-Rex 700 with a custom uh, sick canopy on it. It had green lightning and black. I'll never forget it. And it had his name <laughs> on it. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and he's wiping it down. And literally, I'm like staring at him. He's like, hey. You know? And I was like, are you going to fly that? And he's like, uh, I was kind of not going to. And I was like, dude, please. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Meanwhile, so this is never seen 3D, all right? Yeah. You know, like totally just raw hovering. I'm into like flipping inverted and. No idea. This kid takes off into a knife edge hurricane. Does does it like one foot off the ground with his nitro in the snow? It was probably like twenty degrees out in <laughs> oh, front of the boy. hobby shop in the parking lot. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> this kid lays down this three D flight. I get in the car and I was like, I, "That was it, right then and there. That was the moment I was sold." <laughs> I got in the car. I was like, "Did you guys see that?" And you're like, "Dude, that kid's not human." <laughs> <laughs> and dude this is Derek flying seven eight years ago it's flying progressing dramatically since then sure right you know so like that was my first introduction to 3d and as soon as it started got a warm out I got his number and we started hanging out and that was that was kind of the start of it and that was probably like what six years ago maybe yeah something like that yeah and then and then we progressed to go to an absurd amount of events for like pretty the next quickly two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh those first two years we probably did between 15 and 20 events a year oh yeah yeah at least or 2013 wow. i think we did 17 events yeah holy cow i'll never forget one yeah. weekend drew and i drove up to syracuse new york for an event for like one day and then the next day there was another event out at the uh phenom field in massachusetts and mansfield yeah. oh. so we so we drove all the way to that the next day and spent the whole day there wow. <laughs> well and oh, the best man. part is the, the syracuse event which still goes on i believe was yeah. a swamp so our feet and our shoes that we brought got soaked so we had them taped to the mirrors of my honda <laughs> <laughs> try and dry them off on the way to phenom and oh, meanwhile, there's like four 700s. There's like booms poking out the window and stuff. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. you know, it just dude, we have we've had so many good times going to these events and meeting so many different people. And we have friends around the world, and like this hobby has brought a lot of joy to my life. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, man. Awesome. You know, and, and it's you know, and the best part about me and Derek being together all the time is we push each other, and you know, it shows at events. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Oh, that's awesome. So, so do you guys just fly helicopters, or do you also fly planks and quads and multi rotors? Um, we've gone through phases. Yeah, okay. I think for years, yeah. for last last year, we we spent some time doing like FPV racing and did mm-hmm. that whole thing. But it just got to the point where our time's so limited. You know, you want to use it. You know, for the activities you like the most. And when it came down to it, we both like flying helicopters more than racing. So. 
Right. I wound up getting rid of. I wound up getting rid of all my FPV yeah, gear so not, not too long ago. So it was it was fun, you know, that first year, and then the kids realized that if they fly every day, they get better. <laughs> yeah right the, the, the first I'll year pass, I, could, yeah. I could rely on my helicopter skills and do pretty good yeah you know and then the second year i was getting smashed and i was like all right i'm done with this i'm going <laughs> i'm going back to what i know how to practice and, mm-hmm. and get better at <laughs> and i feel like the quad stuff it's like a money game too because just new shit comes out and you got to buy it or you get left behind kind of deal yeah and i want to say it's i mean the turnover rate of the tech is like what two three uh, months maybe yeah it's quicker yeah. than computers yeah you get reeled in on how it's so cheap to uh, you know crash and fly these fpv yeah. quads but you start racing them seriously and every other weekend you're burning up a motor or you're frying an esc and it's 30 bucks here 60 bucks there wow and it's all electronic there's it's not mechanical like a helicopter if you see a control rod bent you know that's probably a problem yeah right, right. <laughs> you know probably you yeah. go to you're up at the starting line of a race you plug your quad in, and all of a sudden it does an arm and it's like yeah. you, you just spent all this time and it just sucks yeah yeah so that was kind of kind of it for my my multi-rotor it didn't last long it went a year i remember still seeing some videos of you uh flying around like <laughs> oh, flying to- around Derek and stuff yeah <laughs> I used to rip around my neighborhood like <laughs> and like power loop the power lines and stuff. Jeez, <laughs> nice. oh, you know I'm like I can actually fly a quad a lot better line of sight. I used to freak these FPV guys out. I'd be doing funnels around the, the gates. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but no. And then uh, we've done some plane stuff over the years. We go on yeah. little we go on little little benders where we'll buy a foam plane and yeah. fly it for a couple months, and then. Hangs on the shelf for three years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep, no, but I, it, it always comes back to helicopters with us. Yep. It is never, you know, I did cars in the winter before. I don't think you did cars with me, though. No, I've never gotten yeah. cars. So, 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 Derek, since you've been in it a little bit longer, what got you interested in the hobby as far as like, especially on the helicopter side, but just in general, too? Um, I think the first thing I remember is I, I was like eight years old. Actually, I'll never forget this. My parents took me to a bookstore um, near where I lived. And I remember going straight to, you know, the magazine section. I was like eight or nine. I didn't want to read any books. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was browsing through there and I, I saw a, a model aviation magazine. And I remember opening it up and on the first page was like a Hirobo shuttle. And I was just like, nice. I was low at first sight. I was like, I have to do this. But when you're nine years old, there's really no way to get an RC helicopter. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but I never like, I never forgot it. So when I finally got old enough to have a job and save up some money, um, I got into the hobby when I was like 16 or so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I grew up like building with Legos and taking things apart, putting them back together. So, sure. you know, this hobby was kind of a natural fit for me is the way I... He is I a mechanical it. engineer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to actually ask next. Uh, what do you guys do for a living? I actually work for a manufacturing company, and I uh, we actually are a distributor as well. And um, I pretty much do sales and, like, new business development. Okay. Contract packaging, things like that, you know. It's pretty nice. pr- pretty unique business, I would say. I get to travel a little bit. But oh, Cool. Do you bring a helicopter with you when you travel? Um, the force right now, I uh, over the past two years. So, as we get more in depth in this conversation, we've we've our practice methods have evolved. Okay, 
Yeah, that's no, like I, a whole other topic. That's a whole. <laughs> I, this is like a whole another topic. I don't know if we want to go down this train, but right now I have a four seventy that I keep in my trunk, and I I charge at home because I'm in my car all day. I'm an on the road salesman, so mm-hmm. I I basically put my lunchbox down and I charge my four batteries every day, and unless it's going to rain for like three or four days straight, then yeah, then it won't. But if it's within one or two days, I charge every day. And I try to fly at four batteries every day. Wow. Yeah. And and nice. they're and they're very specific. Like I, I will fly four four maneuvers. Like no no messing around. Which is a blessing and a curse. Cause I envy you guys who can fly high and just enjoy it, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could, man. Cause I love helicopters. I love everything about them. It's just I, I have to be lower. I'm not happy. Yeah. You know. So it just doesn't yeah, do it, huh? You gotta be uh-huh. right on that edge. Yeah. So I did a five sixteen for a while for practice heli. Now I'm on the four seventy. Derek's got a four seventy. Sometimes we'll actually meet up and practice together. We can get eight batteries in in like forty five minutes, give or take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just back to back flying. That's awesome. Yeah, like we're plugged in, ready to go. We don't mess around. Oh, that's cool. So uh, I, I now you got me curious about your your whole regimen, your practice regimen. Okay. So you said it evolved, right? So what was it initially, and then what is it now? Oh, well, I think I think back in the day when we first started flying, we were both pretty heavy on the simulator. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one year, not long after we met. I think it was right like that, after that first summer, yeah. where Drew and I literally would go on phoenix rc every single night from like november until i don't know april i think it went yeah this was phoenix four point actually it might have was it lower than 4.0 uh something like that yeah this is when phoenix was like the cat's meow you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we we would go on every single night for Mm -hmm. two, two hours sometimes and literally we would practice like hovering boxes some nights or stationary pirouettes or other nights would be like funnels in different orientations and like that whole winter like transformed like it helped my flying a ton and it transformed drew's flying he went from like basic sport flying to being like a 3d maniac after that that was that was a huge like a huge thing but you know it's gotten it gets to the point i think at least for me where the simulator kind of becomes became a little bit less important and real flying is uh, a little more of a benefit. Sure, um, it's kind of kind of how it's progressed for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend I find it much more beneficial to go to the field and actually try to practice stuff up high, because once you can like recover the helicopter from you know any orientation, right. you can try anything without yep. really risk of crash as long as you're up high enough. Yep, I, I think I think too. You know, as I've gotten older and Drew's had kids and stuff. It's the amount of time you have available to go out and practice has kind of decreased. So you got to make the best of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. It, you know, and it's, uh, I think we've also realized that, um, you know, actually no bullshit, you know, like if I'm doing a nose down inverted funnel, that's just one of the ones I've been working on. I'm doing a full pack of nose down inverted funnels. And I'm talking until my timer goes off. If I if I lose it for a sec, I get right back into it. I, there's no loop in between, a quick tick tock. It's nose down funnels for three minutes and 
25 seconds every second i can get out of that battery <laughs> so no transitions no nothing you just hover go right into it and just i don't you. even i i literally take off right into a nose down inverted funnel and i do it for three and a half minutes <clears> is it I just one it. direction or do you switch it uh it all depends on what i'm working on you know S- some mm-hmm. days i'll do all 16 orientations in one battery yeah, and that gets into you know, you know what you know if you're trying to practice a specific maneuver, the more repetitions you get practicing it, the better. Oh so yeah, you see guys mm-hmm. at the field all the time who say they're practicing, and they'll take off and do two TikToks that they're uncomfortable with, and then they'll just start screwing around the rest of the flight. And that's just not an effective way to learn the maneuver and progress. Yeah. It's it's all about your foundation. Mm-hmm. If you build a foundation on good orientation, so it starts with your hover orientations, and then it starts with your circuit orientations, and then you start doing like hover pyro stuff. But you need to be able to fly in all eight orientations anywhere around the sky. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the, and these are the types of things people, you know, it's like, oh, watch me try a pyro flip, and it's like, well, can you do a hurricane in all eight orientations? And they say no. And I say, well, then why are you doing pyro flips? You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. And so I would not have a good answer for you <laughs> at, at that point. And so I say, sorry well, about you that. know, it is because of discipline, I think. It takes yeah, a lot of discipline to do what you guys do like that. That is, yeah. I, I can't phantom it myself because I'd be like, oh, crap. I, you know, I drove all the way out here. I did all this money and all, you know, all this time. I want to, like, at least do something I think is going to be cool you know so but yeah well, yeah i hear you there's there's i mean there's different types of practice too in my opinion like you can uh you know there's practicing a maneuver where you want to yeah really get a lot of repetitions in doing the same thing for mm-hmm. an entire battery but yep. you might also you know there's practicing transitions that you guys brought up too yeah you know for that you need to do a, a 3d flight but you got to try to work in yeah. new maneuvers that you're working on and new transitions you're working on and force mm-hmm. it into you know you're oh. flying a lot of times what I'll do is three batteries of maneuvers and the fourth battery is a full 3D flight, but I have to incorporate the three maneuvers I worked on. Yeah. Mm, that's okay. my fourth that's nice. my fourth battery. And if I can get like three or four of those a week, holy shit, on the weekend. Oops. I, shoot. <laughs> huh? Wait, <laughs> if, as long as your dog's not there, we can we can curse on this. <laughs> It, it it makes such a difference in your flying and, and that foundation in the progression of flying 3D is, right. I, I think it's been lost. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's worried about having the latest tech and yeah. it's like, it, does it fly? Like, yeah. can you do a maneuver that's going to make the tail blow out? <laughs> if the game's, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I want to see the hobby move more in the progression and get better at it and everybody, you know, embracing it and teaching people and encouraging people. And that's my favorite part about going to fun flies is getting people to do stuff that they don't want to. <laughs> Even at the cost of their heli, huh? <laughs> well, listen, I have sacrificed my heli so many times that I think I pretty much have a free pass for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. for the times that I've seen you fly, a lot of helis have gone in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Getting back to um, what Derek was saying, like that Drew progressed in a short amount of time, it really depends on what you're after. You know, you if you if that's what you're after, you know, you got to hit it 
religiously and you got to hit it, you know, and do all your orientations and learn everything as you should. Yeah. 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 If you want to fly 3D, you have to put the time in to learn that stuff. If you want to just sport fly and have fun, then that's fine. You know, that's that's part of the hobby that that person wants to do. But practice sucks. But the thing is, there's going to be a day when it clicks and it doesn't feel like practice anymore. Yeah. And you can fly these sick flights where like things don't scare you anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's like all of a sudden it happens one day and you're like, this is my bad way of hurricane. And I got it (laughs) three inches off the ground going 90 miles an hour. Yep. (laughs) You know? No, definitely. And it helps stick time, man. It really does help. Let's see here. So let's, let's kind of talk about, do you guys have sponsorships? I know, uh, Derek, you're, you're fully on board with Align, right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm sponsored by um, Align through Align T-Rex Store. Uh, okay. And I'm also sponsored by Thunder Power RC and Byron Fuels. Nice. So I've been with uh, all three companies now since 2013. Oh, okay. I've been flying all their products basically since 2011 or so, 2010. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I've stuck with I stick with gear that works. I I haven't sure. been one of the guys that switches uh, airframes or battery manufacturers constantly like you sometimes see. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, as as far as me is, I'm kind of in a in a different place because I flew for Synergy for five six years, and uh, mm-hmm. mainly mainly because of the N7, I still love that helicopter. I think oh, yeah. Nitro out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I have a family and you know, I need cheap, 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 you know, and you guys all know I crashed a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> currently I'm just flying a T-Rex 700. Um, Derek's finally got me to switch over and try it. <laughs> this is taking seven years in the making, <laughs> and, you know, Come and, on, uh, Drew. <laughs> I, do, I do have a goblin too. But uh, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to rebuild it. I crashed it last time I was out with it, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I'm just kind of trying new things. But Thunder Power stood behind me the whole time. And, yeah. you know, Byron's Fuels, is. there's only a couple guys left on the team flying Nitro, you know. And it's uh, it's kind of sad because it's the tariffs and all that stuff going up. It's like I hope it survives. Mm. I do love flying Nitro, though. That's for sure. I feel like there it is a it is coming back a bit, you know, this last year or so. I, we have a list of questions here, but I kind of feel like straying away from these. Um, Go for it. Man. All right. <laughs> I mean, as far as nitro goes, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think it's awesome to fly. Yeah. Um, the feeling of it is like nothing other. It's like especially when you've been flying a lot of electric, and then you switch over to a nitro bird, and it's almost like it's it, it almost feels like. Well, it was a good two-year period where all you flew was nitro. Yeah, I actually went two years where I had two twin N7s, mm-hmm. and I just flew nitro. It could be 30-mile-an-hour winds, and I was out there flying nitro. I yeah. would do, like, 50 gallons that, that year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Flew a lot of nitro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just... If once once you get the hang of them, everyone's always like they're hard to maintain. I don't, I, I I strongly disagree. It's it's I I, I mean I think it's easier. Almost. I think it's like anything else. Once you get used to doing something, it's just like okay, got to rebuild the motor. No problem, you know. 
banging well, out at night. You know, it's like once you learn how to tune, which honestly, mm-hmm. the really only way to learn how to tune is to get a mentor and probably time. Sure. Yeah, probably me too is my good, mentor. You know, <laughs> probably took a good four years before I felt super confident with like tuning a nitro engine. Oh, dude, I remember being at the 495th, me and you walking, hearing a 55 running lean. <laughs> and, and me looking over and I go, that thing sounds lean as hell. He goes, yeah, I think it's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, we've kind of done that for seven years now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is we listen to other helicopters and, and hear them sound if they sound happy and climb outs and mm-hmm. working hard and like being like, oh, that helicopter sounds horrible. You know, and it just kind of evolves to this. I think going to events has helped improve our tuning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so you're saying, you know, with the tuning and stuff, what, what, what's your engine of choice? You, you guys are uh, an OS guys or YS or what's that other one? There's another one out there too nowadays, right? Nova Rossi. Nova Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, OS on that one. We're, We're pretty much OS through and through here. Nice. Yeah, and it's not because I honestly like I'm an honest guy, you know. I, we've I've never tried a YS engine. Mm-hmm. I just I've been flying OS ever since I've had 55s. Actually, even my remember that first one I bought the Flybar T Rex 600. Yeah. Funny story is Derek's trying Derek's in my ear, of course. Auto, auto, <laughs> auto, auto, auto. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. You got this. They had this board out. It was a four by eight sheet of plywood, and they want me to auto on this. I've never done an auto <laughs> in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I say, all right. I said, screw it. You, you got to set the scene more, too. This is in a parking lot next yeah. to the hobby shop. There's like 100 cars on one side. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there's, plywood on there's the a other. whole bunch of people watching. There's, it's a sunny day. It's a mountain of snow. It's the middle of winter. Yeah. And I do, and I hit hold, and I do this beautiful auto right onto the plywood. <laughs> this, like, most perfect auto. And I was like, dude, that was so easy. And he's like, I told you. And he slaps me on the back. <laughs> so then I go take it up again, come down, and just destroy my heli and strip every <laughs> servo in the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And he's like, well, they're not all easy. And I was pissed because that was when we were still flying fly bars because that had all that cage stuff I had to deal with. The mixer uh-huh. arms and crap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it, it's been a long road. <laughs> I want to say collectively, we've probably been to, I'll bet you, over 150 events. Wow. It's, it's it's a lot. Yeah, was, I know. It's just a few years it went to. Yeah, well over fifteen. <laughs> yeah, even like I mean, how Jeez. do you even remember the events because they just must all kind of blend together? Like, um, well, you know, some of the pros that get paid to go to the events. <laughs> um, sure. you know, we became good friends with them, so we, you know, we'd meet up with them and hang out, and we just kind mm-hmm. of became and. You know, you have friends all over the world. You get to go here, you get to go there. And, and every event has that one person that you haven't seen in a year. You know what I mean? Sure, right. Yeah, yeah. And sure. that's the part I live for, you know. it's it's. And then, you know, I got guys telling me, dude, I've been autoing since you made me auto last year. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite to hear. Yeah. 
So let me let me kind of roll back the clock a little. So when you guys were kind of more a couple of years, you know, you guys met up together and started flying together. Like, who was the pilot that you guys looked up to? You know, who's like, oh man, I, I want to learn to fly like this person or or that person. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, when I got back into the hobby in 2010 was right around when I think Bobby and Bert started up their Smack Talk RC series. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that uh, I followed those videos like religiously. And that, that's what really got me into like 3D flying. Because I had no idea what 3D was before then. And I saw these guys doing pyro flips and TikToks and all this stuff. And I was like, I have to learn how to do this. And I like, I followed their video series like religiously for... You know, as long as they were making every, those episodes, like every time a new one would come out, I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, got, I think a lot of my flying style actually uh, kind of comes from a lot of their videos. Uh, a lot of the 3D maneuvers they t- they taught in the learning 3D series and stuff. Is, I really right. followed that. So I think that's okay. reflected a bit in my flying. So well, I, think it, I think it's funny you say that because um, I don't know if you guys remember, there is an awesome dude by the name of Art Hughes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't fly too much anymore, but he's good friends with Bobby. And um, that Syracuse event was the first time I met him. And Derek always told me about him. He's like, this kid can fly, dude. So he's like, I was like, you mind if I spot for you? And it was kind of like the first time. Like I had always see my 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 view of a pilot is convoluted because I've been flying with Derek since the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? And this this guy blew my socks off. You know what I mean? When he started flying, he started doing weird transitions that I had like never seen before. And I was like, dude, that's so weird and awkward and skids in and creepy. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> you know what I mean? and, like, it was just like, you know, it's like, it's just, I, I always kind of admired Art's flying. I'm sad he doesn't fly anymore because I don't get to see him as much. He's a really good dude, but I always admired Art's flying. And, uh, Honestly, I used to watch his videos. He was a big part of miniature aircraft and like mm-hmm. he was into that low, aggressive and like transitioning into big airflow and like really combining a routine that's worth watching. And it's not just all smack or it's not just all big air. And like if you watch Art Hughes videos towards the end, he does not repeat a maneuver. Really? Nope. Wow. And that's the type of stuff I think about when I'm doing a demo is like, oh, I already did a funnel this direction yeah. or I already did a loop this direction or I already did pyro flips, you know? And so I, w- I would say R is one of, one of my big influences. Watching him for my first two, three years was pretty awesome. We had this one event in Pennsylvania and actually Piro Pete Campbell was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Art was there. Chris Duca, I believe, was there. Ben Spargo, which no one's going to know about except Matt. <laughs> but uh, it rained and everybody left. And it was just like six of us. Yeah. And we literally flew our asses off. Like, I'm talking like 40 flights each. Wow. It, and it was just like this coolest thing with like Art Hughes was there, Piero P. We're all like talking about doing new moves. And it was just one of those things that I could, you could never replicate. It just happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was just really cool. So we have like, dude, we have tons of memories like that. Yeah. That's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah that was cool. when I think Paul Andrioli was with us too for that. Yeah. Time. Paul was like 14. <laughs> yeah. I bet he's, he must have been young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
flying well, before, TSAs and wrecking them. Uh-huh. <laughs> he still before, loves those TSAs. It's funny. He talks uh, a lot of <laughs> While we're talking about events, I have to say before we uh, get too far into it, I forget. I got to say thanks to you guys for uh, talking to the old guy for a while at, Ro- at Rochester, uh, Chris's event up there, and really pointed out a few things to me as far as you know, learning what I need to learn and go back to the sim. And I really, really took, uh, you know, took that serious. And I've been working on, I've been simming a lot and I've been seeing quite a difference in my flying from Rochester to like just this past weekend. Just, I'm not, not nervous that much with certain orientations. I mean, I still do dumb shit, but, uh, it's definitely gotten a lot better, uh, after talking to you guys, especially. Well, it's your enjoyment level goes up because you're not scared to wreck the thing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, but then, then it's a cycle because then you try something new that's really scary and it goes back to being totally terrified. <laughs> right, right. It's the ultimate equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. You know, and what we, we were talking about rescue the other day. I was like, I've crashed so many helis in the past year. I'm like, I'm ready to put rescue. I've never had rescue on my helicopter, but I'm like ready to put it on. <laughs> it saves me a couple grand you know yeah i mean it saves you one crash the time it takes yeah. and the parts and the order and the waiting i mean i don't know i'm kind of against it though because i had to learn autos without it <laughs> well autos is one thing rescue ain't gonna save you if your esc or bc fails or anything like that it ain't gonna uh, save you but you know if you're like that split second you're like i'm confused i need a minute to think well then you yeah yeah well, right. That's where I'm at now. Is like I'm not hitting rescue after I've plunged it into the ground. I'm, <laughs> right. yeah. I'm I'm hitting it at the point where I'm like, in a few more seconds, I'm gonna hit the ground if I don't hit rescue. Like that's I'm I'm kind of learning that now when to hit it and when not to hit it. Yeah. See, we we almost grew up in this hobby without that. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, I, like have that back then. Yeah. I literally remember me and Derek setting up soccer cones and hovering in boxes. Yep. with t-rex 600s fly barred wow yep. yeah and and just doing them in all different orientations and like forcing to do it Derek was the driving force back then now i'm kind of the driving force i don't know why. <laughs> the, ro- the roles have reversed <laughs> yeah i think it's because he's got a pretty girlfriend now uh, oh, yeah <laughs> We work, we work well together because I'm that I'm that we're like the yin and yang. I'm the crazy person. He's so subtle, <laughs> and his helicopters are always perfect. You notice his helicopters always look new. There yeah, we I did <laughs> notice that. <laughs> he goes, Here we go. <laughs> it's frustrating, isn't it? It's not yeah. frustrating you. I mean, this guy's helicopter is four years old and it looks brand new. <laughs> Yeah, he could have a scratch on the canopy, at least one, you know. You know, it's like, yeah, like take it easy. Like so one chip in the paint or something? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I'm I'm actually, when I wire a helicopter myself, I'm scared to take the canopy off when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you feel yeah. shaved or something? <laughs> he's like, oh, he's going like, to. Yeah, what are you doing here? This isn't neat. Why didn't you go under here? This, this, and this. <laughs> See, yeah, I like so, to the point now where he just gives it to me and I wire it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> my, my crap. Yeah. So, Derek, are you are you super like organized with your stuff? I mean, you seem like that type of person. It's very organized. Oh, God, are you kidding me? This is perfect. 
<laughs> it's gotten progressively worse every year. Yeah, I'm talking labels for stuff. The guy's just... He actually has the line part numbers memorized, which is sick. <laughs> no way. Long, dude. They're long numbers. No way. That's no, funny. seriously? I quiz them right now on a 700X number. Oh, man. Uh, how about this? Uh, 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 version 1, 700, and clutch bell housing. Clutch bell housing. Yeah, the clutch bell. Oh, housing. man, that's a tough one. Well, you yeah. go in version 1, that's like 10 years ago. <laughs> I, I, know, know. Uh, I know the tail boom is HN7047, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, I got to look it up. Give me a second. Yeah. What's the tail boom? I think it's HN7047. Uh, it depends. That's one thing about the line parts that are weird. It's like, um, not weird. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. 7047, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 oh, God. I, I know a few of them, but I, I don't know. Uh, that's uh, awesome. I was yeah, no, Googling no. a line 700X manual. <laughs> no, I looked at the table for me, man. It's, it's there. It's, uh, yeah, HN 7047. You can get two in a pack for sixty Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! That's cool, though. Like, I mean, you've been with the line for a long time now, too. So you've been, you know, I'm sure you know the in and outs. Like, I'm, I'm sure you can help a lot of folks uh, that fly a line. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've always, um, I always thought, you know, with the line, you know, they they tend to upgrade their airframe over time rather than release an entirely brand new one with a whole new slew of parts. Right. I mean, if you look at the the tail boom, for instance, that part number I listed is the same one that was used on the very first 700 Nitro that I use in my 700X today. That part yep. has never changed. There's other longer options, I know, for people who sure. want to Sure, carbon and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. base standard model, boom, hasn't changed. And, you know, in, in other cases where they've discontinued parts, there's usually an upgrade that'll fit even your older model to, uh, you know, make sure that you have continuity for part support yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't say they're flawless in that regard. You know, everybody makes a mistake here and there. But for the most part, I, I've never had a problem, you know, sourcing a part for even my, my old Nitro model. Yeah, and well, one thing I noticed that was pretty cool is, like, you know, you can kind of upgrade some of your older models with the newer parts. Like, your instead of the white gears, tail gears and stuff, you can upgrade them to the red ones and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still fly my, I guess, my V2 a nitro model and it has you know the latest tailbox on it mm-hmm. latest rotor head um, i'm pretty certain don't quote me on this but i'm fairly certain you could even put the 700x um pinion and main gear and the old nitro and get the get that taller main gear in there mm. so i mean you can potentially put all the majority upgrade parts and even an older model and still fly it Though. We nice. never have problems stripping the nitro main gears too bad, though. No, no never stripping them. But, yeah. you know, some people yeah. always got to have the yeah. latest and greatest. You know? Sure. Well, that's the cool part is me and Dare fly together. So, like, if we ha- if we run into a problem with one of our models, we work through it together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just quicker. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, we need to come up with something that's going to make this better. Like, we just decided... You know, to uh, we haven't done it yet, but JB weld our uh, boom clamps on the 470s. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, simple stuff like that. You know, we have little tricks that we figure out over the years and it just kind of evolves to that's how we do it. Yep. Yeah, sure. You know, but nice. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of talked about like your sponsorship and stuff, but what, what kind of, what's in your fleet currently? 
Right now, I have a 700X and a 470. That's it. And wow. a smash and a smash goblin. <laughs> now, I've, as long as I've known you, Drew, you've been pretty like um, simple with your fleet, right? Like you always usually have like two of the same model. Yeah. And you're like you have like an electric and a nitro, and pretty much that's it. Like that's kind of all you. Were. I don't. I don't see them as showpieces. I see them as tools to do 3D. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost like a snowboard to me. Yeah. 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 You're gonna get your nicks, your scratches yeah. on it, but you know, as long as it still performs. Yeah, you know, you're I mean, good. I like to make it look cool when I can. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it is my heli. It's my one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, other than my family and my friends and stuff, you know. Right, right, right. Hobby wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, but I don't know, Derek, you got more than your fleet's bigger than mine right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I only have, um, I guess I've got four models right now. I have a 470, I have the 700X, I have the 700XN, and I have a 700V2 a Nitro. So I've, I've, I've they kept a pretty lean fleet, I think, for the most part, too. You know, we've never really had more than maybe five, six yeah. models at the most. Maybe. Okay. I think six. I don't know if we Well, I mean, we've always had the mentality, too, that uh, you fly the same machine, you get better. Yeah. 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 Um, you, If you have too many machines, they fly too different. Even if the V-bar settings or whatever fly bar system are, are the same, they fly different. Mm-hmm. just the nature of it and and sure. you know that like my n7 i was so comfortable with that machine after flying it for five years i was i was scared to not fly it anymore you yeah know? you can see that you know i just that's it, interesting yeah it, it was just I, I honestly what it came down to was a nitro thing i was like i'm taking a break from nitro yeah yeah fuel prices is ridiculous right now well, I flew it for four or five years. I promoted the shit out of it. Like, yeah. I don't know what else I can do. <laughs> yeah, I I would only fly rotor rage in my engines, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever I take them apart, they're nice and clean. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> so besides, like, your fleet itself, what kind of supporting equipment do you guys use? The um, radios, a choice, batteries, you said OptiPowers, like, oh. just, you know, miscellaneous <laughs> things that people might be curious about. Yeah, for I think for a long time, Drew and I were both huge Futaba radio guys. I mean, mm-hmm. we used Futaba for basically up until this year. Yeah, hundred percent Futaba. Um, but with the um, with tower, the, yeah, with with the situation with tower hobbies, and I think even more so the, the stuff that Mikado's come out with with the V control and the Neo and mm-hmm. how they've integrated the fly barless settings right into the radio and the feature set that you gain with that platform, it, it just got to the point where um, it made more sense for us to uh, switch over to the V-Control radio. So yeah, that's what we're running these days, the V-Control with Neo. I mean, it is all for us right now. It's like we're, we're getting older. Our lives are starting to evolve more. We want it as economic, as easy, as you know, as simple as possible. That's the goal. <clears throat> yeah, less time setting up and tuning, more time just flying. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it was at the point where we were running the old V bar uh, with a Futaba receiver, and we have mm-hmm. all these other components on it. And yeah, it just didn't make sense anymore when you could simplify that to a single box. Yeah. And, well, sure. especially when we stopped flying quads because we were flying quads with our Futabas. Mm-hmm. 
So when we stopped that, there was really no need to keep them. Sure. So that's, because I mean, we had our 18 MZs for three, four years. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's great radio. Someone can't can't knock it. Nice. Yeah, but I think otherwise for equipment, I mean, I basically run all the stack line electronics. Um, Mm -hmm. He does a little bit half and half. Yeah. Uh, You know, I've been running the, uh, I, since we're not doing the Futaba thing anymore, I'm running the Alliance Servos, Scorpion Motors, Hobby Wing ESCs, and a Neo. Yep. Pretty nice. much. That's been my uh, my jam right now. That's awesome. Let's 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 go into some of the like the memory stuff, right? Because you guys have you guys have a long history together. You guys have a, so much experience going to like fun flies together, and and I'm sure there's some some pretty pretty awesome stories, you know. Some some oh, so yeah yeah so like why don't we like maybe top one or two like most memorable moments at a fun fly in a cool I would say my most memorable moment was probably Helly's over Delaware this was probably twenty fifteen mm-hmm. they do something called the SmackDown and uh they take corn stocks or whatever the hell's yeah going the vegetation challenge yeah the vegetation challenge yeah and i did this tail slide with my n7 that was so high and so aggressive and i pulled out just enough time to blow the skids off it <laughs> stripped the gears and landed it on the bottom plate uh-huh and it was just like i turned around and the crowd was going nuts Oh, I bet. That was probably pretty epic. I'm I'm a little upset no one got it on film, but it was pretty awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Derek? Oh man, it's got to be XFC, dude. Think about it. Yeah, that one, XFC was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to um, be a part of XFC in 2014, um, mm-hmm. the helicopter competition. So really cool experience um i think uh one of the one of the best parts about that was um two of my good friends in the hobby um chad graham and matt graham oh yeah uh, from new Those jersey are awesome yeah. yeah yeah they um surprised me and they actually drove all the way out to muncie indiana just for xfc just to hang out with me and support me for the weekend oh that's cool uh, chad. that's awesome that's really cool. really cool of them to do that so in what place did you get don't be shy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got uh, eighth place that year, I think. So Yeah, was, this is like, you got eighth place after like Kyle Stacy, Kyle Dahl, and then <laughs> Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, this guy was, he was, he did really well. Yeah. Awesome. We practiced hard for that, dude. You want to talk about practice? Yeah, yeah. That was the most I've grown in the hobby by far. Yeah, I think that was right after yeah. that winter that we 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 each flew close to a thousand flights. Yeah, I remember in the month of May, yeah. I flew every single day. Wow, seven hundreds too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I, got, I think I got yeah three hundred and fifty flights in in a month or something Jeez like that. Louise. Yeah, like we were we were literally practicing his XFC routine every chance we got. And this is working a full time job, both yeah. of us. Both so. of us. <laughs> I'm not even in the competition or nor can I go. <laughs> but I am just there with the speaker and like, we are going over the stuff and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. It was so hard not being there, I'll tell you that much. Oh, I bet. 
But uh, I guess one more thing I remember from XFC too. Um, Chad and Matt, if you guys know them, yeah, they, uh, they like to uh, you know play jokes on each other. And I'll never forget that Chad signed Matt up for the XFC Nightfly competition. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> now Matt had been flying for maybe six. I don't know, maybe eight months or so prior to this. And, no, uh, oh, because I've seen Matt fly. He he could throw down pretty well right now. Yeah, no, he could. He picked up on the hobby really quick. <laughs> but uh, I just remember him going on the field and just shaking like a leaf. And I'm pretty sure if you uh, go on Run Rider, you can find the video of Matt Graham XFC Nightfly competition. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Nice. How did he do? <laughs> pretty good, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I want to say the phenom, the last phenom, before not not the most recent one, the one before they stopped. Before they stopped, thirteen. Yeah. There was something special about that event. We laid it down until like the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody flew until all their shit was smashed. That's like <laughs> my kind. That's my kind of night. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, man. I mean, as far as memories go, though, but we have driven, I bet you, you actually, you probably have a spreadsheet of the miles we've driven for fun flights. No, I, I don't. You're smiling I don't. like you don't. <laughs> I, don't. I can see myself doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's probably over 60,000 miles. So just so. to go over Derek's OCD, see, man, talking about this. <laughs> Derek, Derek has a spreadsheet of every flight he's ever done in his life. <laughs> How do you keep track? That's just I'm talking saying, every every flight he's done in this life, every repair, every yeah. maintenance. Well, that was my next question thing. about maintenance, since you know you, you were doing you said like three hundred something flights in that one month practice for XFC. It's like how many times do you break down the helicopter to do maintenance? You know, that's a lot of flights in one month. Well, we know the skinny main gear only lasts a hundred flights. <laughs> yeah, we learned that's that priceless it's data. Pretty though. much on the yeah. money. <laughs> but the new seven hundred X main gear, that thing, I, that I don't, I haven't seen anyone strip that. I, I, I yeah. get to strip one, but nice. Yeah, no, I mean, it. I, mm. I do that spreadsheet mostly for for maintenance and kind of as a curiosity. I would basically have my, uh, I would open up my computer all the time, and after I come home from flying, I just hop on and. It's only a few lines to just enter quick. So, dude, your whole life, though, that's crazy. Well, I don't know. I like to keep up with it, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying that you have a spreadsheet on your computer that right now, if you looked up, you can see exactly to like the last day you last time you flew, how many flights you've done in your whole career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like four thousand four hundred and fifty-nine, I think, right now, something like that. <laughs> oh, that's just insane, dude. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my god, that is insane. Oh, uh, this guy, dude, he's too much. <laughs> that's awesome, man. But it it's interesting for me too though, but like if you do a lot of flights and as you were asking about maintenance, it's like you start to see a pattern too. Yeah. You know, so I've I've figured out, you know, when I want to change gears or when it's time to do bearings, that sort of thing. So yeah, it kind of helps to remind you that hmm? yeah, you gotta oh, do that. Sure. Oh, yeah. But it's a discipline keeping up with it. Well, and um, the nice part too is to know when stuff like typically fails. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like okay, these servos are good for 500 flights and 10 crashes. They start to get sloppy enough where you don't want to fly them anymore. Yeah. You know. Do you have and to do I, on them, right? 
I guess I guess not to I know we're jumping all over the place, but it kind of reminds me going back to the V control. It's like I think with the new cloud service, you don't even have to uh, remember to write in a spreadsheet anymore. I think it'll automatically log your flights. So you could have that same thing that I do basically without putting in any extra effort. You know, all your logs go up there. So you should have like your actual full flight log, which is that you can play. You know what I'd be? I'd be interested to see the life we get out of the batteries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like I'm I'm curious what kind of data you pull for that. Like, do you just record like I flew five times today on the 700XN, or do you actually like put in information like you know flight duration, what battery used, or whatever you know? No, I I don't go into quite that level of detail. I've got it broken down by the date, the model, the number of flights, and then I have uh, another column of notes. So if I like crashed. You know, I would write that I crashed and what I broke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Normally, there's no notes. Like, if it's a good normal day, it'll just be the date and number of flights. And, Steve, I tried to do the spreadsheet thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I done tried. that. I've tried to yap. None of that stuff I could have. I, I tried with my hardest, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, dude, I don't like... Derek's my best friend, and I don't like to make him unhappy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It, like I don't like Derek unhappy. He's a good guy. He takes, uh, you know, he does a lot for me. You know, like he loves the tail fin on the line. <laughs> so I was just joking around and I dremeled mine off. Oh no! <laughs> and, and like literally, he got to my house. He was at my house like three seconds, and he's like, "What happened to your tail fin?" Drew could see the disappointment in my eyes. I had to, I had to order a new one. <laughs> I I. I was gonna say, like, did he just go back to the car, pull out the tail fin, be like, we're replacing this right well, now? Well, no. The good news is he knew the part number off the top of his head. So you ordered it there right now. Yeah. <laughs> I asked him the other day. I said, "Did you double your part order since I've been flying the seven hundred X?" He goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a friend, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's cool, wow. man. The only uh, thing is, like, I will say is, like, me and Derek have been going to events together so long that if we go alone, it's not as fun. No. Yeah, I, and I was going to bring that up a little bit later that, uh, you know, the last couple of events I've seen you at, <laughs> Drew, it's, you know, I was like, oh, where's Derek? <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. Sure this is Derek's not here. And then I need to sure this Drew's not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, I, I, I honestly, if... People have to so me associate me with anyone and stare. I'm 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 very happy about that. You know? <laughs> so I want to ask about like at Rochester, you guys did a night flight with two was it two seven hundred Xs with yeah. the night canopies that are like kind of mirror image of each other. I guess right had to like the kind of like the face on one side on the alternate sides of each one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Like, did you guys practice a routine or you or just you guys been flying yeah. together so much that you're just calling out moves, you know, and doing them? Well, we tried to practice the routine, but I don't think we only made it out what, once. Yeah, but the the only reason we had trouble with the, that routine was because we couldn't hear the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that, that was We tough. couldn't hear the music, so it was really hard to stay on beat. But typically, we, our we did, tandems, we don't practice. Typically, we, we did for that one, though. Yeah. We did, like, maybe and 10 flights. I'm right? willing to openly say on this podcast, there is a possibility you might see a tandem flight at the Urge Night Competition. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, boy. Yeah. That may be in the works. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, boy. Especially since the night rigs are already done. Yep, <laughs> yep. So who built those night rigs? Did you guys do it together, or did you like to, oh, you know? Derek, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So Derek, uh, my, my you... soldering's not good enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah. Derek, you built those canopies, right? That 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 night rig. How like meticulous were you with that? Like, was each LED had to be exactly in the same spot with each other? Like, were you measuring and everything? Yeah, I tried to get them pretty close since they're mirror images of each other. So they're basically the exact same, just mirrored. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so they're, if they're facing nose in, when you take off, the face is on one side. Yep. Yeah. No, I like this game of like the, the, the eye being an X and all that stuff. I, I enjoyed it. That looked cool. I don't know. The smiley face scheme came I, from something. That was, yeah, that's Chad and Matt Graham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't take credit for that. Yeah, was, we're part of the crew, but we can't take credit for it. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was HOD like 20, 2012, I think. I think it was Matt brought out a garbage bag and he like spray painted a smiley face on it. Oh god, that was bad. And he like filled it with he like trapped a bunch of air in it so that it was well. We did kind it of again next year. Because uh-huh. I was there the next year. Yeah, that's right. Remember we had the table and pour pour uh, garlic. <laughs> yeah, this poor kid has no money. All he has is six hundred nitro, and he tries to land on a four by two table and destroys his helicopter. <laughs> oh my god! But, but yeah, that bag got named Mister Smiley for yeah. whatever reason. We were just flying it at night, trying to like bounce the bag down the flying field under construction lights, and you guys can probably predict how that ended for most people. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the next year. Chad and I did the Urchin Night competition together, and we like did the smileys on our canopies, and it's just kind of become like the go-to night scheme for for us. So nice. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of the story. Matt, it's just if you see it, you always know it's us. But uh-huh. Matt, Matt, and Chad yeah. Graham get credit for it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Awesome. I'll tell you, the flight you guys threw down was was awesome, man. Rochester, <laughs> that was really cool. Oh, thanks. Well, I love going to Rochester and flying in the fireworks. They put on a good show. And, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's always fun. It's always a good event, you know. And yeah, Chris Rybert and everyone up there does an awesome job. And, like, yeah. it, the least we can do is go to these events and be there to help, you know, encourage people and support them and to keep the hobby going, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, it's it's like we don't, we don't do too – we're pretty low key, I feel like, to be honest. Yeah, you know, and uh, just wait. You know, we want the hobby to grow. It's sad. like you want to go back. Like, look at Urcha 2012, 2013. I mean, do you remember there? There'd be girls painted in bikinis and, and <laughs> yeah, Lamborghinis mi- and stuff, and two miles of vendors. Yeah, like now it's 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 just like it's kind of scary. You it know. is kind of scary. I mean, I, I, I've never seen those days. I, I only got in a hobby, you know, maybe four or five years ago now. Yeah. But um, but one of the things that um, I don't know if people are saying it because it's not as crazy and wild as it used to be with the, you know, the, the what was that party? Um, swarm party. Northwest. Swarm party. Yeah, the swarm parties and stuff and, and all the stuff, all the, you know, all the crazy shit they used to have. But, I mean, last year was my first Urcha and... I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was great just because of the whole, I don't know. It felt like it's a huge fun fly. And I'm just the, meeting up all the... The is always the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always the best. 
The yeah. uh, I don't know. Did the they announced the dates change this year? Right? Yeah, it's like a week earlier. Yeah, is that official now? I th- I think it mm-hmm. is. I, don't I know. believe I don't, so. I, we should get the word out though, if if it is. Yeah, I know I've heard of it, but I get the AMA updates. But yeah, the uh, yeah, we we've announced it a couple times. It's yeah. uh, the last week of July, like twenty mm-hmm. yeah, eighth or something. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty confident I'll be there this year. I'm not gonna miss. I mean, I didn't go last year after three or four year in a row. I took a break, mm-hmm. but I'm sure <laughs> it was rough without you being. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I had to FaceTime Drew every day just to, uh, you know, make it feel somewhat normal. <laughs> <laughs> just to be able to get through the day, huh, Derek? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's like, uh, you know what I love about Urcha is I just get in my golf cart and I go on these journeys. <laughs> like, and I could end up anywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, last year, last, last Urcha I went to, I ended up starting up this turbine helicopter with JC Zankel's dad. <laughs> nice. It, you know, and it's just like, Derek's like, how did you end up here? And I'm just like, I don't really know. <laughs> he's like, but he's really excited about starting this helicopter. So it was pretty cool. You know, we hung out with JC's ankle's dad and he told us about like his, his kid growing up and like doing 3d and like, mm-hmm. you know, taking them all around and shit. It was, it was just cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know what you're going to, going to get at Urcha, you know, it's, and and then like the gas, I always like the gasoline, uh, presentation. I try to go to that. Yeah. Because I just think it's cool. I think it's cool that people are trying to do other things. I don't know if you guys saw that video of Ben Store flying uh, Doug Darby's T Rex uh, blackout gasser. I saw it, but I haven't actually watched the video yet. It was at uh, Southwest uh, Heli. Right. Yeah. Right. Last weekend. Last weekend, and he throws down with this thing, and he's got oh, a pipe on it. And I got a little bit of gasser experience, and I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And he's got that thing's like twelve pounds with a tune pipe on it, and it's like it's got to be an animal, dude, because mine was mm-hmm. fourteen pounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it was pretty nuts at twenty one hundred. Wow! But nice. How about your guys' fleet? Do you guys talk about your fleet? Um, no, it's uh, probably. Once a week, it's a secret. No, we talk about our like you know what we've been up to and stuff. So th- those are the parts that we're kind of gonna edit back in, um, just so that we yeah. can make this you know kind of shorter for you guys, so you're not sitting here for three hours. Because yeah. uh, as as Bert likes to say, our podcast is a little bit too long, and yeah. how we like to say Bert's podcast is Bert and Kyle's podcast is a little too short. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. It, it, the the podcast is it's all about having good content and yeah and, and you know like i think the progression of getting better at flying 3d is something that you guys could fo- help focus on i've always been a huge advocate of it and mm-hmm. like you know i got somebody trying to do a funnel and it's like it's like dude can you do a hover box in in all eight orientations and they're like what's a hover box <laughs> and I say, all right, I'll go get some shoes or something from my car, and I make a hover box, and the guy can't. Do, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's like you build that base, you're gonna enjoy the hobby so much more when you get to that point where flying all these other orientations aren't scary anymore. Yeah, 
you know, and, and it, it allows you to put on a fun flight. It allows you to not be scared. It allows you to not wreck your stuff. You can try stuff and just get out of it because you know what you're doing. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's those times when you're like your first time doing a hurricane, you just panic and the thing just hits the ground. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's like it's like I don't know what happened. I just did nothing. Yeah, yeah, I froze. <laughs> then moved that tail or, or the elevator. It just went right in. <laughs> yeah, it's like what happened? And nothing. I didn't do a single thing. I didn't move my sticks at all. I just let it hit the ground. <laughs> People say just hold it, right? Yeah. Just hold it. <laughs> You're like I am, <laughs> right to the ground. Um, <laughs> well, I just, I did. I just can't stress enough. I, I think that's what we're missing in this hobby. You know, I see. Yeah. You know, we have our, we have. Uh, the big heli uh, Facebook page or whatever, and everyone's fighting over what ESC, what motor, what servo is better. Listen, does does it matter? Does uh, any servo that will do a 700 helicopter, will it make you do a better hover box? Nope. Nope. Will any motor make you do a better hover box? Nope. You know, will will my 200 amp ESC take my hover box? (laughs) (laughs) It will all day long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but these are just things you know it's it's yeah. that's uh that's what drives me in the hobby at least i don't know about other people i wish there was more people like me because i think this that's where we're missing out i think people are in this day and age it's not the way it used to be back even five or ten years ago no. everything is like instant gratification like you know it, back in the days, like you need to know how to set up a fly bar head, right? And you need to like really fly the helicopter because any little, you know, elemental change, like a little breeze of wind will throw that helicopter around. You had to fight it and you had to get it and keep it in check. Now it's like you, you, you get your V bar, you get your Neos, you put it on in there and you hover and you're like, wow, it's perfect. All right. I want to learn a pair flip now because yeah. I don't need to learn how to hover because a helicopter pretty much hovers really well. You know, if you're, as long as that disc is level, you it pretty much hovers. You know, it doesn't drift like it used to. So I think yeah. that's what kind of changed and culturally has changed in the hobby. You know, the people are just like, I want it now. I want to learn this now. I want to be I want to be a pro right now. I don't want to go through the the sitting there and hovering in a box for days and days out, you know? Well, I'd say it's the same for the airplanes, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now it's, it's all it's safe all and AS3X so and yeah. it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's the culture now. And then, then you hear like Kyle Stacey was like, "Oh, you know, I don't like rescue." He's like, "Why not?" It's like because it's it's a crutch, and it yeah. is as a beginner, it's a crutch because you then you rely on it, and you don't know when, like, how to learn that orientation to get yourself out of that trouble. So, and, you know, it all makes sense. It's and and I think it does come down to that people are just like, we we want it now. We want to learn the pyro flips and learn the the crazy full collective hurricanes, even though we can't knows and hover very well <laughs> you know my favorite yeah. example is standing in front of the microwave going come on yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, before the microwave what you had to do to cook you know whatever you're cooking right I mean, oil water you had to yeah. wait on the yeah. stove right but, but just imagine if 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 just even 50 percent of the hobby took this idea of oh. encur- uh, encouraging each other to get better at flying and start working on uh you know growing the hobby uh Rather than this instant gratification, you know, you can buy a 700 and just build it. And then mm-hmm. what? You know, it's like this thing's this thing's got some horsepower, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I get away from you real quick. Yeah. And, and then people, you know, and then there's the other 
um, aspect of it. Like folks were like, well, I'll buy a small helicopter. Well, you think that 700 is getting away from you? That little, yeah. like, you know, 200, 300 size heli, that thing is even more of a handful to hold on to, you know? But yeah. Um, I think I, I think you're right. Like, I, you know, I, I wish I didn't rush the whole, like, um, hovering practice. Like, I went from hovering to, oh, I could upright hover. All right, now yeah, I want to. You fly. can always go back, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I've kind right. of been doing. I've been going back, and now it's like, I finally, three and a half, four years later of flying just helicopters, I finally got my orientation. Now I'm progressing super quick because I have my orientation now. Yeah, you know, like never good. questioning, oh, shit. You know, I mean, I'll make mistakes. I'll make wrong corrections once in a while, but yeah. it's never like to the point where, like, I dumb-thumbed it. It's more like, oh, wrong correction, boom, instantly on the other side, and, and I'm, I'm back in my maneuver. Exactly. You know? So. Yeah, you don't have to change your underwear. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm having more fun now because of that because I get to really throw it out like a pretty, you know, from in my opinion, a pretty impressive flight for myself, and I and I'm getting that joy that like I'm not getting that worry. Yeah, I might fly a hundred feet up, but who cares? You know, it's, I'm doing everything that I want to do, and and I'm like TikTok boom right to a funnel, you know, <laughs> right? And then I'm just having fun doing shit like that. But anyways. Well, um, the thing is, once you get into that 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 orientation mode where you're comfortable, you mm-hmm. can start flowing. Yeah, yeah, you your know? transition so, like, comes natural. Eric was mm-hmm. talking about like we'll practice maneuvers sometimes. Sometimes we'll just protect, practice our flow, which yeah. is like okay, let's do a three D routine. Let's not repeat a single maneuver. Yeah, I want to try that. Let's keep the flow. No stalling. No tail end stalling. You know, because if you watch people that fly above their means, you're going to see they always end up tail end. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's when you know they're flying above their means. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just I wish, you know, I was lucky to have Derek. You know, he instilled in me that I had to, you know, hover nose in, which scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll yeah. never forget. One day he made me do eight tanks of inverted pirouettes, stationary pirouettes. <laughs> oh my God, eight tanks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Eight tanks. I didn't have any nitro left. Yeah, I was about to say, that's pretty much a gallon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the, if you're a 90 or 50 size, but yeah. But wow. it, it takes that level of discipline, though. And, you know, I think um, if it's, it's kind of snowballed a bit. It's like you've seen the competition scene kind of degrade here. And I think yeah. the motivation for people to get better has kind of followed that. To some degree, I won't say 100%. As obviously, there's lots of new, really good pilots out there you, know, mm-hmm. you st- see still. But the two go hand in hand. You know, if there were more local, small competitions and even more importantly, people participating in them, yeah. I think you'd see like a larger group of pilots get better at flying. Yeah, you know? Well, I mean, it's such a small niche and now it's evolved to, you know, like I remember when I first started, I'd see a sponsored pilot and I'd be like, this guy's amazing. And now everybody has a sponsorship, and it's and everyone like, flies pretty damn good too. I mean, it, that, that's know. the thing is, you go to Urcha, the seven hundred fifty people that are there, they're all flying low three D. You know what I mean? There's no new blood. Yeah. So it's like, how do we capture that new blood and in that new market and get the get the industry booming again? You know, and it's and, and the thing is, it's it's a it's it's you got to have a passion for it. It's a it's a want, yeah. not a need. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's all the passion and then like the hard part is like I said before, the kids just they want instant gratification. So it's like 
oh, I got to work on this. Even if it's not tr- hard for them, they could. I know a lot of kids that are like they're so good at video games and hand-eye coordination. They just sit there and be like, oh, I got this, and then they'll start flying a helicopter. But they get they're yeah. like not entertained by it though. Like it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's too easy for him. You know, it's like me. <laughs> I got to work on a maneuver for like six months till I'm willing to like throw it into a routine super low. Mm-hmm. Yep. These guys are like, oh, I'll try that. A perfect yeah. example is I don't know if you uh, you guys know Chris Diamante. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 kid is amazing. Yeah, uh, we watch Chris every year. I remember me and Derek literally bring. I don't know if there were cones or shoes or what we brought out, yeah. but I remember going off on the side of like one event, making Rochester, him ho- Rochester and making yeah. him do hover boxes. Yeah, and now the kid can outfly me day and night. Yeah, now he's going mm-hmm. to Global 3D next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it is what it is. I, it's like all I can really do I is know. pass on my knowledge of how I like got where I got, and yeah, and hopefully it helps. Enjoy it and not crash my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at Justin Cook too. That kid, freaking aggressive flying, and he's so yeah. fast and so quick. It's like you know, and all of them, they just they get so good and. So, anyways, um, I kind of wanted to touch base on that competition stuff now that XFC is kind of returning. Yeah, um, yeah. Are you guys gonna gonna go for it this year? What do you guys think? Not me. How <laughs> about you, Derek? Those skills. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, was, when I did XFC the first time, I was a single kid, fresh out of school with no responsibilities. I don't uh-huh. think we realize the undertake. I I say uh-huh. we because I always think of us as one person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we under we realize the undertaking of what it took to practice for XFC because like, you know, I kept pushing Derek because he didn't want to practice anymore. And like I would be there for him because I knew it was it was grueling. Sure. Do you know what it's like to go do four packs at lunch of rolling backwards loops and then four packs on the way home of rolling backwards loops? It's like. I can't. Yeah. I can't even do that on a sim, and I don't have to go anywhere. I could just turn <laughs> to my right and sim, and I, and like well, I no charge, no nothing. I, I still can't do that. You rolling backwards loops for like three months. Yeah, it's it's. Hey. I mean, it's tough when you have a full time job too. I mean, to get yeah. out to the field and practice, you know, I, you're really constrained to. For me, my lunch break, and uh, you know, for XFC, I would fly basically. I would charge at four packs the night before, bring them to work fly at lunch, go back to work, charge up another four packs, go to the field with my generator and stay at the field until it was too dark to fly. I'd go home, eat dinner, go to bed and wake up and do it over and over again for yeah. and then on weeks the, on end. The weekends, we would literally fly 30, 40 flights yeah. <laughs> a day. Jeez. And it was just the same music and the same routine. And mm-hmm. it was just, and like, we'd crash the heli and we'd be like, Oh shit. Now what? You know? Yeah. yeah you're now you're scrambling. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's tough to do that. I think, uh, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to do maybe more local competition that, that maybe, you know, we could practice it with a, with the time we have available now, you know, I think to do XFC and the caliber of pilots that attracts, it's mm-hmm. such a time constraint. It's hard to impossible for someone with a full-time job to really be, super competitive at yeah. yeah and i and i also think these guys that are super competitive they're getting paid to do it so that that's mm. their life yeah, that's a good point too right 
you know, that is like, your job, I'm, right? I'm so. never going to be, you know, a Kyle Stacy or a Kyle doll. There's just no way. Yeah. You know, I might be able to get good, but I'm not going to be able to be their caliber. It's just, out, it's yeah. out of control, dude. Yeah. They fly every day. It's a whole nother, whole nother level. Yeah. We'll never, we'll never reach, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's okay. But it's fun to watch. I'll tell you what. It sure is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, yeah. I, we have found our niche in the hobby, and I don't really know what it is, but it's just when we're there, it's it's fun. Yep. <laughs> you know? And, and we encourage people, and we love seeing people do new stuff. And I'll tell you what. I, I got Frank to do an auto at Rochester two years ago. This kid yeah. still talks about it. Frank Mordell is from the, from the Hangout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yep. like, you got an auto. He's like, dude, I've never done an auto. I said, don't worry about it. I'll walk you through it. And he did the auto. Dude, I thought the dude. I've heard of, I've heard of <laughs> Drew's walk you through it. Just hit that uh, throttle holding. Just bring uh, it down. You got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. It reminds me of when we made Paul Andrioli do his first auto. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I hope Paul listens to this podcast. I know. We, yeah. he, came, he came down to like hang out with us one weekend and mm-hmm. fly at one of our local fields, and he had never done an auto. And the kid's doing these insane, like, pirouetting, like, awesome 3D routines, like, yeah. unbelievable stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know what he's doing. And it's amazing. And he won't do an auto. So we, like, badger him all day about dealing this auto. I think it he did maybe like 15 flights, really like five hours or whatever. Yeah. And finally he agreed to do it. But he didn't do a normal auto. He did like this crazy high speed backwards inverted auto with a pyro flip transition at the bottom. <laughs> For his first time? Yeah. First time, first really? Time. Oh, it gets first better. Time. It gets better. And we're like, Paul, are you fucking kidding? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So... Or like you gotta do another auto, but I want a normal one this time. I don't want any of this crazy crap you just did. And he's like, yeah, Okay, yeah. okay. So he goes up to do a normal <laughs> upright auto and he just plows it into the ground. Totally, <laughs> totally destroys it. I think he actually totaled his airframe. Yeah. Like both wow. frames crack, the boom. That was a good football. Uh, yeah. So so he's like one of those guys. So what what you describe right there? Seems to me it's like, you know, when you have like one of those guys at the field and they're like, they're like peel flipping everywhere, pow, 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 banging off, you know, off the ends and the corners and everything. And then you're like, I'll do a nose and hover. And they're like, they just trash the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, you, those basics, man. If you get them down, you're yes. going to enjoy your helicopter career so much more. I can't agree more. And, and I didn't no. see it three years ago, but I see it now. Yeah, you know what? I did the same thing. I flew my first two years. I just kind of finagled through it. I had a few loops I could do really fast and left it at that. Then I realized that that was when I met Derek. And he's just like, you got to start practicing. You start practicing. Derek's like, Mr. Technical, you need to practice your basics. (laughs) He was, dude. He was really serious about it. And like, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I spent my the first year I was flying. I literally only did hovering and all orientations, landing and all orientations, and like doing like slow hovering boxes and like hovering figure eights. I didn't even do forward flight for a full year. Like I was just hovering around. And wow. I, I think that really helped me a lot later on uh, in flying. Well, the thing is too is they move so fast now, up to seven hundred. It's like these kids are eight seven flying seven hundred. It's like. 
Yeah. I remember spooling up a 500 in my driveway and shit. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember spooling my 450 in my little yeah, Blade 450. Exactly. Yeah, so like, Holy shit, this thing is screaming. I pulled up a 700. I oh my God. I said, I'm not flying this. <laughs> Kevin know? was there when I first spooled up my first yeah. 700, my goblin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was nervous. Nothing was scarier, dude, until I fired up the 690 in the driveway here. I live in a really tight. Oh my god! <laughs> driveway is like a one and a half really car close. driveway. I don't know how you did that. I was like, I don't know how loud this sounds, but it sounds loud. And I, I hovered it over my house, and I was like, I gotta come back down, man. My neighbor's gonna be calling the police. No, I've done that. That's basically the normal maiden for Drew. Is we go out of his driveway <laughs> at about eleven thirty at night. This uh-huh. is the day before a fun fly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and oh, yeah. we hovered in my driveway and try not to hit power lines. Mm-hmm. I've smoked out my neighborhood a few times. <laughs> it's, awesome. it, the worst is when you have a brand new engine because you can't really. Oh, leave. yeah. It's yeah. just so much smoke, too. <laughs> like, it's like I've had this right. thing hovering for like 30 seconds and I can't see a thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what do my neighbors think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dying for a breeze just to blow this shit away. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, any, Kevin, do you have any more questions you want to ask? Or should we move on to the top 10? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to top 10. All right. So so we have a top 10 shotgun round where we're just going to blast off 10 questions. Um, you guys decide who wants to answer the question first and then the person after, you know, goes right after. So, okay, guys, who wants to ask the first question here and start us off? I don't care. I'll do All it. All right. So, Kevin, you first, Andy second, and I'll ask the third question and rotate. Sure. Okay. So quick responses, guys. Let's uh, Let's do this. Top 10 shotgun round. All right. All right. First question is pinch or thumb? Pinch. Thumb. <laughs> All right. Nitro or electric? Electric. Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> 550 or 700 size? 700. 700. All right. All right. Uh, next question is, do you know what a fly bar is? And have yeah. you flown a fly bar? Yes. Or it yes. should be, it should be when's, the last the, time. Yeah. when's the last time you've flown a fly bar? 2012. Yeah, probably around then. Car- uh, the, you had to have the carbon. Uh, what were the Curtis Youngblood paddles? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had a name. Uh, I can't remember. I, they, they, those were the those were the paddles. Yeah. Yeah. Flying style, scale or 3D? 3D. 3D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, strapless, trapless. Strap. Both you guys. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, uh, cordless or brushless servos? Brushless. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever comes with the kit. <laughs> Fuselage style or pod and boom? Pod and boom. Pod and boom. Okay, we got a 6S or a 12S setup. 12S. 12S. And the last question is, do you, do you guys prefer the Urcha size events or smaller events? Smaller smaller yeah say like urcha versus hod or south jersey or something uh whew, that's a tough one dude i don't know man they're they're 50 50 i can't i can't i'd be doing ron riccio a disservice if i if i put set <laughs> yeah no that's cool you know and that's ron riccio is my boy yeah man that kid works hard yeah, he does. Yeah, if he you does. guys want to work on progression, I talked to Ron. He's worked hard on it. Sure. Yeah, and he's yeah, so progressive. I love so. it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. 
All right. So, yeah, there's the top 10 shotgun round. <laughs> All right. The, uh, the Curtis Young Buds, what are they, Stubbs or Stubbies? Yeah, yeah Stubbs. Stubbs. That was it, man. That's right. They had the white and the black on them. <laughs> and I thought they yeah. looked so cool. Nice. Now, you, if I saw them in your alley, I'd be like, what are you doing? Of course, they had to go like <laughs> six different kinds before you even got to yeah. those cascades yeah. and the. Yeah. Uh, or the KBDD ones just ejecting mid-flight. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your heli just tips sideways in the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did look good, though. They were nice and colorful. Yeah, they did. They did. But, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I, Derek got, got to see the, the real change over to Flight of Barless. I had kind of just gotten in when it had changed. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, like, V-Bar wasn't top dog when I got in. It was Beast X, probably. Yeah. yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of Beast X and a lot of CGY 750. Yep. Yeah, that's in the beginning. You know. The, awesome. Uh, do you guys... Have you ever had a tail gyro, Steve? Um, I mean, I had one on, like, a little... What was that? It was like a T Rex two fifty or whatever it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. You ever yeah. have a rever- you ever have a reverse when you're just starting out? Oh my god! <laughs> no, Are you but, kidding? <laughs> but I've I've done that on a, I've done that on a fly rose, you know. <laughs> I've reversed my shit before. I flew up my my four fifty was uh, the the GY four hundred one or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The I had that uh, gyro on there, and I think I flew. Oh, geez, for the longest time, and I had the tail rotating in the wrong direction. Well, I don't it know. flew great, and I was like, <laughs> okay. And then one day, Steve was like, you know, that tail's going in the wrong direction. I was like, oh, crap. And then it, after that, it was it was trash. I should have left it. <laughs> but I never got up. I never got up out of um, out of idle up either. Even your so normal many, mode, you so many normal incidents mode. that I could not figure out. I had one where like my heli sounded so weird, and I could not figure it out. And I had one of the blades upside down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. either blade tracking or the blade's on wrong. <laughs> I had one of the blades upside down. Then another time on my N7, I forgot to tighten the collar. Oh, oh you didn't go inverted and it got stuck it, in there. And I fly the thing around two minutes, do a little 3D. I was like, fuck yeah, this thing's back. This was after you just this, I just rebuilt oh. it at, at, at an event. Back. Yeah, yeah, flip inverted. That little collar slid right into the swash, locked That's it up. It. Locked it right in. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And it smashed my Hattori. That was what I was really pissed uh-huh. about. Well, you know, lions don't have those collars, right? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> With the lions, you try to roll it on the table, and you're like, oh, I guess I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, put a main shaft on the table. Nope. Oh, uh, lions don't bang. True, true. You want to get in nitro line talk? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dude. Kevin, how's your T-Rex 700 H? <laughs> It's is good. It good. Is it finally flying? It's what? Finally flying? It's what? flight worthy. I haven't flown it yet. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I got to recharge my uh, battery on the. Uh, I have to charge both of them. The one for the fuel pump and the one for the for the uh, flight radio. Do you guys fly through the winter? I do. We try. I try. I'm old. What's your What's your limit? What's your <laughs> my tax? bones are brittle. What's your limit? <laughs> Steve's is like sixteen I, degrees. I, I don't really have one. I just, I just go. Yeah, I go. I've flown in. A, I've flown in a snowstorm before. Like, like just, yeah. just white haze. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm flying my little oxy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I want to yeah. say seven, we had that. We had that phase seven years ago. It was twenty degrees. 
three yep. years ago, 30, now it's <laughs> 40 and no wind. If there's wind, if it's 40 and windy, it's kind of out. Well, the wind is a killer. The wind will make the day like a very short day for me. Like, I'll go out there and I'll still bang out a couple flights, but if that wind's really cutting through my gloves or whatever I got on, I'm just like, yeah. Well, see, that's what's not fair in New England. I mean, we we have literally half to three quarters of the flight time that you have like eight months of flying. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like you can go out and fly in the winter, but it's tough, man. It's hard on the batteries. The skids mm-hmm. break when you auto, and it's like, yep, yep. it's just cold, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough for everything, the people, the, the equipment, all of it. Yeah, but you just do what you can, right? I mean, hey, I, man, I, I'm not lying. Last January, I was doing flights every day. Nice. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, you did like 200 <laughs> flights this year. I yeah, hated myself I did, for it. I did, I did 200 I did flights in January. Wow. wow. I was determined to not wreck all my stuff this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that's really the main thing. It's like, yeah, besides the simming, though, like me going on flying during the wintertime is so that I don't have that period where I'm like, oh, I need to I need to practice again. Like, I'm, I feel rusty, you know? Yeah. Like even if I throw in a couple of flights a weekend, it's fine as long as it keeps the fingers moving. Yeah, yeah. no, I I get that feeling too. It's like um, if you have a couple of weeks where you stop flying like completely, no sim mm-hmm. or nothing, it yeah. takes takes a few days of flying for me to really get back into the full groove of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see where you're weak too. Like yeah. you you deep down inside know where you're weak. Like take for example, if you're doing like a big bend. Like, I've been working on doing Big Bends, which is like a 12-point TikTok. And I know the orientations that I struggle keeping the heli straight up and down in. So I'll just do that orientation over and over again, and it's really scary because the boom's at, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) When it's on those little bit off angles, you're like, oh. Yeah. And I'm trying to keep the heli straight, you know, and it's like you, you just kind of what you, you as you fly, the second you feel uncomfortable, that's what you need to work on. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of how I operate. It's yeah. like I don't 90 percent of my flight. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to work on the behind my head flying then. Yeah. That's yeah. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't um, suggest flying behind your head. <laughs> no, well, I don't purposely do it. Once in a while, he's known for it. All right, let's move to news and announcements. News and announcements. Uh, right. There we go. That's that's what we're supposed to have. <laughs> All right, what do you have? I guess everybody knows the uh, Glogo pre-orders out. The hell's that? Uh, it's just this helicopter some guy made. <laughs> it's a logo, but it runs nitro. Should be cool. Ah. Nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, that's cool, man. I can't nah, wait to it, see it. It's been all over Facebook and yep. all the uh um all the dealers and stuff have yep, ads yep. for it. But yes. uh comes in a combo, um mm-hmm. VTX blades or Rotatex. Uh it's one thousand fifty dollars with the VTX six ninety seven or nine ninety nine with the Rotatex six nineties. Yeah, from what I heard from Kyle, that's it's not even worth like. Sure. To not get the VTX, like the, right. the helicopter flies and it's tuned for performance is yeah. is considerably better. With it's that. considerably better, better loading on the engine and everything. 
um, mm-hmm. that the fifty dollars is like when, why 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 even make the Rotex available? Like just just sell the VTX. Right. But anyway, yeah, I mean it's fifty one dollars more. Yeah. Might as well get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you can go uh, if you've been living under a rock somewhere and you haven't heard of this helicopter. You can go to Mikado or any of the dealers and get more information uh-huh. about yep. the the setup yep. and the, all that kind of good stuff. The specs and stuff, yeah, yeah, the specs. Cool, sweet. All right, what else do we have here? Well, uh, kind of got some sad news. Um, yeah, everybody it is. knows the uh, the. Uh, wildfire out in California Uh has, yeah, has affected, um, a a bunch of the employees from a main hobbies. Yeah. I hear a lot of them lost their house. Yeah. They've got, uh, a bunch of lost their homes, a bunch of lost, uh, property cars, um, various things. So they've, uh, one of the guys started a GoFundMe to, uh, raise some money to help help folks out till either their insurance comes in or just various stuff um anybody that's been through a fire or a natural disaster like like this will know that no matter how much insurance you have it never covers everything not to mention the hassle and trouble and it can be months before you actually receive your insurance money so it puts a real burden on people. We went through a fire here at the farm several years ago, burn our uh, dairy barn and stuff down. It's just a really sucky pain in the ass. Anyway, you can go to uh, GoFundMe.com and search for A-Main or A-Main employees, and you'll uh-huh. find the uh, you'll find the thing you need. Um, yep. You know, if you got A-Main a A-Main employees need your help. And I also should add that it says, uh, as of today, 11 employees have verified they've lost their homes. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, they're not even asking for a ton of money, just any little thing you guys can spare 20 bucks, 10 bucks. Their yeah. goals, 150,000. Currently it's at 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was only one day. Out. That was one day of donating. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, this is something I'll probably keep my eye on. Maybe we'll report next time. Right. What's yeah, uh, going? Yeah, if you Definitely. got a few extra bucks or something, you know, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated. You could chip in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's got to be tough, man. I it, mean, we it, worked it, so hard it, to like, you know, provide a home for our families and stuff, and to lose it like this. And in most cases, like in a situation like this, you don't have a ton of time to evacuate. I mean, you might have a day, but you're going to have to leave a lot of your stuff behind and, and you just, it's just so devastating to lose everything you own. Yeah. One fell swoop like that. I mean, I don't know what this would actually do for if they, if they raised a million dollars, I could see that, you know, definitely more would be better, but, uh, you know, their goal being 150,000, I guess they're just trying to cover, you know, anything they could do for these guys to put them up for a little time while they figure out how they're going to rebuild you know, their homes or, or what they're going to do. Right. Know? Right. Well, people have to have temporary housing, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. Just like I said, I guess any little bit will help them out. Sure. And I don't know any of these people. I just, you know, you feel for them, you know, we're all hobby guys and, you know, to anybody like this, you know, mm-hmm. just anybody that, like you said, you can imagine losing your house. You had a problem with the barn and, uh, mm-hmm. how sucky it is. Mm-hmm. So we should try to, 
I should try to reach out to Jason Bell and get him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, definitely go check it out. Um, throw him a couple bucks if you can, you know, just whatever you can help out with. You know, I'll, I'll make a donation to try to help him out. Yeah, I mean, you can see 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. All um, right. What do we yeah, got? Else? That's uh, that's about it for this week. <clears throat> okay. Keep it kind of short. Sure. All right. What's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Steve? What's next for you, Steve? What's next for me? So, uh, basically, I got the the Black Thunder stripped down, like the servos taken out, right? Because I'm moving those eight thousand two uh, brushless BK servos into my night rig, my nightbird. So the the what do I call it? Black? No, no, not black. It's um the Goblin Comp Thunder. No, you said the Comp Thunder. Yeah, Goblin yeah, yeah. Comp Thunder. Yeah, like oh Goblin Comp God. Thunder. I'm I'm gonna have a freaking Monty or whatever his name is moment here. That's cool, Robert. <laughs> so I'm gonna rage you, here. You don't even know Get his name. You don't even know his name. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I, I I'm gonna put those servos in there. I got I got the motor in ESC already installed. So I was basically just waiting to put servos in that airframe. So once I get mm-hmm. those servos in, I should have that airframe done, ready for a maiden this weekend. Um, they're shipping, aren't they? And yeah. no, well, and and the reason why I took my Black Thunder. Uh, apart this weekend, well, at least the servos out, is because my KC edition um, set of BKs are shipped. So right, I should get cool. those in a couple of days and Sweet. then build that back up and then I can do a test on those servos and see how I like them and, you know, how they feel and stuff. So uh, besides that, I'm kind of waiting for some decent weather so I could try to f- made in the Radiant and also that F-16. So we'll hopefully get some nice week uh, weather, flying weather this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think the days are supposed to be nice. No rain or nothing. But, you know, it's just going to be seasonably chilly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kevin? I got nothing written here. I just want to go flying again. I had such a good time flying the helicopters. And I haven't been really like, I got to get all these flights in, you know, while I'm out here. I just go out and have a good time, man. I like talking to the guys I haven't seen in a long time. And uh, it was great to see Anthony, like I said, last weekend. And Who? Uh, so, Anthony Garcia. He was on like episode three, <laughs> like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. Nice. You interviewed him at the Helifest, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to give him some shit because he's been <laughs> saying, oh, man, I got my helicopter ready. I'm, I'm charging up my packs. I don't see it yet. <laughs> I think he's um, mm. more into the FPV. I mean, definitely. Not to mention he's full of S-H-I-T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Now he's definitely going to punch you when he sees you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Anthony. All right. Cool, cool. All right. So what about you, Andy, then? I've got to get my Protos Max out from under the bench and repair it. You know the one I crashed at Urcha like four months ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to get that thing fixed. I thought you were just going to eventually sell it. I was like, yeah, he's not going to fix it. Uh, nah, I got to get it fixed. I mean, I've got the stuff to fix it. I got the parts. I just got to get off my ass and do it. Cause I realized I've not had a, uh, I don't have a 700 electric right now. And yeah. I, I, did, I haven't really missed it, to be honest. Yeah. But, I, you know, now that I'll start flying more as uh, when I get caught up with work here. So I, I'll need it. 
Let me ask you, how's the weather down there during the wintertime? Because you're, you're in Tennessee, so it's different than, obviously. Yeah, um, we get cold weather. Um, it's usually in spurts, you know. We might have a week of cold weather. Um, we'll, we'll get, um, you know, 30s and 40s, probably. Um, That's not bad. No. Last year, we had a couple weeks where we got down in the single digits. So, it was pretty cold oh, for this area. Wow. Yeah, that's how. But but usually, um, typically, I'll get more flying in in the winter. I mean, I have flown all the way down to like two degrees, but that's kind of sucks. So anything yeah. in the in the thirty upper thirties, anywhere in the forties, I'm okay with flying. So um, and we we rarely get snow. If we do, we only get two or three inches, and it's gone in a couple of days. Right. Um, mainly just rain and. Um, and cooler weather, you know, some cold weather, but it's not too bad. It's nothing like up where you guys are. Nah, we got we get nothing but sunshine up here. Yeah, we're gonna have two to three inches of snow probably this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're calling Thursday. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Oh, you're welcome. Whatever. <laughs> I ain't sweating it. <laughs> so besides getting the protos fixed, I've got what did I call it? The doodads and whatnots. Mm-hmm. I get order doodads and whatnots from synergy for this um n7 gasser conversion nice. i gotta get that thing going it's just been yeah, sitting man. here staring at me like put me together fix me fly me <laughs> <laughs> and then um when my uh the shelf i ordered for the camper the uh, workbench and stuff comes in i'll try to get that installed and probably put up some um a place to hang the helicopters and uh, pill around with that a little bit. That, that's pretty much all I'll get done, I think. Sweet. Nice. I guess uh, it's time to wrap it up. You yeah, wrap it up. I guess. Let's wrap it up. All right. So Facebook likes. We're at 826. All right. So Facebook likes. Cool. Next. Wait a minute. 826? Is that new? No. That's the same? I don't know if it's the same, but I read the list and there's no new names. Okay. So, All right. So at least we have a benchmark now. Yeah. So we're about 826 and hopefully we can break that. I can't do anything about it, dude. Come on. Just tell people. Come on. Promote. Everybody at, tell at, your friends. Yeah. I almost couldn't join Facebook because I don't have any friends. Mm. <laughs> All right. That was a better joke in my head. Yeah. I was about to say. I mean, Facebook I, I could, comments, I, you say? I could, I could have made a joke on top of that, but I don't want to. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't want to bust your uh, balls too much. All right, yeah, Facebook comments. What do we got? Well, the last episode was 150. The one before that was 149. And uh, we got some comments on that. I just wanted to mention real quick. Uh, Mark Richie said, great show once again, guys. Sounds like the Radiant is a ball of fun. Steve, you can't wait to hear how the V-Bar goes with a... With, uh, the Radiant? Oh, yeah. Our buddy Bill said, I hope there's another Kevin 30-minute ramble like there was at the end of episode 148. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, dude, but I've been slacking on the bloopers because I've been real busy, and my editing time has been tight. Uh, it's funny you brought up Bill, though. Uh, he just posted a, a video of Derek Chekis, epic flight, epic crash with his T-Rex 470. Um, oh really? Yeah, it's funny because we just had Derek on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're talking about Bill, and he just—it was really it. good of you guys to coordinate that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
this is um, one of his fights from the Jamboree, the uh, Rochester event. Oh, okay. So, anyways, yeah. Wesley D. Pennypacker said, love the review podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he heard what I was rambling on as I was fading out last episode about the uh, my pillow. Uh, which I think sucked. But anyways, Willie Murphy said, great episode, guys. Actually, absolutely love that there's going to be a review section as the RCHN boys used to do that. And I loved listening to the reviews. He says he looks forward to lots more of it. Yeah. Uh, he also added, uh, a video, which, you know, I didn't even, didn't even occur to me. The old guy that I am, you know, it didn't even occur that I could post something on Facebook, a video of what I was experiencing and people could get back to me within like two minutes. Yeah. That's kind of how Facebook works. Yeah. It just didn't even dawn on me, but Willie Murphy, uh, posted a video of, Hey, Kevin, is this what's happening with your AccuRC? And it was exactly what was happening. And he said, you know, you could go in and, uh, change the, uh, flying field that you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he got through to them in about 10 minutes via Facebook. So, uh, you know, sort of a PSA and a follow up as to my uh, AccuRC problems that I was having, and they are fixed. I should say, nice. And we got a post from Jerry Clayburn, uh, Jericho Burn, who Jericho Burn. Mm-hmm. He received the stickers. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> nice. So he got them. Awesome. Um, that's what I saw on Facebook. Real quick, just wanted to mention that. Fantastic. All right. What do we have for website comments? This isn't a website comment. This is actually um, another Facebook comment. But uh, Dave sent me a, uh, um, an email real quick. And uh, also just wanted to mention that he posted pictures from Flight Fest Texas on the Freefall RC podcast yeah, page. Yeah, it was awesome to see all those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to see some more pictures from Flight Fest Texas or interested in what was going on down at that field, that was the Apache Pass field. Mm-hmm. You can check that out on our free full RC podcast page. Nice. <clears throat> okay, Podbean. People Podbean. What do we have? Hold on, I'm logging in. All right. So while you look that up, uh, I'll go over the comments real quick since I got that up on here. Okay. So we have four days ago, Brian McCord sixty. Really enjoying the show, guys. Keep it up. Thank you. We'll do. Thanks. Uh five hours ago, Musamil Bazi. Nice episode. And then right after that. Kevin is enjoying bloopers or is Muse enjoying the bloopers that Kevin's doing? I don't know. But Kevin, you're enjoying the bloopers, aren't you? I am enjoying the bloopers. Nice. The Avenger bloopers has nothing to do with our podcast. (laughs) Uh, Podbean, we have Gina Tucker, Gina Tucker, Gina Tucker. She liked episode like 140 to 150 almost. She liked like everything. Winter nice. Nights, Hilda Flyer, cool. the review series, mm-hmm. catching up with Ed Johnson, Mike Welch, Mike Welch, just hanging part two and counting sheep. Nice. And BVGHA, BVGHJ, sorry, uh, it liked Mike Welch, Mike Welch, and so did Jeep World 2002. And Dim Lact started following us. Mm. <laughs> uh, what do we have for iTunes review? Hold your breath. There's nothing new on iTunes. You made me hold my breath for no reason. All right, you can breathe now. Sorry, Gosh. I should say that. <laughs> so one of the last things we want to just do on the show is, uh, you know, if any of our listeners have any questions for you guys, you know, maybe they're in the area and want to, like, you know, meet up a fly, or I have some questions about maybe some part number on the line helicopter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How would they How would they go around and do that? 
Um, yeah, you could shoot me an email. It's d c h e k a s one at gmail dot com. Um, I check my email constantly, so if someone's got a question, I'm happy to answer. Nice. Yeah, usually when it comes to helicopters, I give out my uh, fastest three at aim dot com email just because heli freak, run rider, all those things. I'm fastest three, so most people know me as that. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, I want to thank both of you guys for taking the time to come on our show, and it was definitely fun and get some some good laughs in. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having. Yeah. Me. Hey, yeah. no problem, man. And thank you guys for promoting the hobby. You know, it's uh, sometimes I feel I don't do my part anymore to promote it, and and uh, you guys do a great thing here. Uh, we tried. Oh, thanks, man. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Awesome yeah. job, guys. Awesome. And, and you guys, you know, just a standing invitation for any you know any of our our uh, folks that have ever been on the show like we want to extend out to you if you guys ever want to come back on the show if you have any new things you're working on you want to talk about or just want to just come on the show and bullshit with us more than welcome to just ping me you know ping us at any time and and we'll get yeah, definitely, definitely, set up. definitely yeah no it was fun yeah yeah and what's the nice. next fun fly you guys going to <sighs> oh that's a good question uh, it's a small possibility, a possibility, I'll say, I might go to the Las Vegas Fun Fly in February, mm. uh, depending on how some things work out. So, which, Come on, Gail! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> which which means means I might end up going. Uh-huh. <laughs> we went last year and had a pretty good time. Yeah, we nice. did. Awesome. So. All right, cool, man. All right, well, thanks again, guys. Um yeah, feel free to hit us up if you need any help or anything. You know, we're always oh. here to help. Yeah, man, for sure. Thanks nice. a lot, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot. No problem. All right. All right, cool. take it easy. All right, take, take care, care, guys. Bye-bye. All right, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.show. That show. Yeah, say hi to Chris Reibert. Hey, hey Chris. Chris. Yeah, I got to do something about that webpage. I think I'm going to simplify that webpage because trying to post each, embed each episode up there is just, I can't, I can't, I can't maintain that thing. So, so we're going to, we're going to do some revisions. Andy, I'm still waiting for pictures so I can post you on the show, post you on the webpage there that you're on the show and some pictures. I don't have pictures. I'm a ghost. Hmm. Okay. So, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just draw some pictures and post it at you. <laughs> Look oh, at Andy flying his helicopter. Awesome. <laughs> Let me draw a picture oh, of Andy. Please do oh, that. We're, we're all going to draw some pictures. <laughs> all right. Epic. Yes, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> so check out our webpage for that. It'll be coming soon. Do you uh, accept finger painting? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Paint yeah, by numbers is also. You need style. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Paint by numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but a Bob Ross go for it, man. <laughs> All right. So flight test forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than flight test podcast, free forcey podcast sitting next to our friends, the FT community cast. Pat Mike. Hey, Pat Mike. All right. And say hi to Hilda Fly, a.k.a. David Hill. Yes. Hi, Dave. Uh, let's see. RCHeliHangouts.com forum on the RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, free forcey podcast sitting next to our friends, the full pitch podcast. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Love saying that. I know they love saying it too. Uh, Frank Moradios and uh, Scott Lower. What, what did what did you uh, what did you call Frank? I, I wanted to correct him, and I know, I know. Frank's gonna freak out. But yeah, he was just like Moradellos. Moradellos, yeah. Mordeos. 
Or Dales, yeah. <laughs> There's more John Dales. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, let's see. RC Helly Hooligans podcast. Bolt Ned. Yeah, I think they heard me when I when I said, "Come on, we need some more episodes." Oh yeah, new episode. They got yes. a new episode, and I think they pre-recorded like three, so they're gonna be banging them out real quick. So. And I'll tell you, dude, that was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Telerotor podcast. Uh, that's um, Rob, Rob, and and Mike. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, I guess you could call one of them Rob. Not Rob. not not Apollo, but you probably call the other one Rob. Mike, Mike, and Rob. <laughs> yeah. Come on, give me some slack here. Yeah, that's, you know, that's keep, close. Yeah, my you brain know, is guys. Tom, Sorry, Shaggy, DePaulo, and Rob. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else do we have? BKRC podcast. <laughs> that's Bert and Kyle, Bert right? And I know Kyle. those guys. Yeah, but they they're not listening to this, so they you know whatever. No, they, they stopped listening <laughs> like two hours two ago. Hours, yeah, two hours ago. Uh huh. And then we have high voltage. Bob, high Bob. voltage. Bobby Watts. Yeah. All right. Thanks to our listener. Thanks to Drew and uh, and Derek for taking the time to come on our show. Free Arts Guys. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Did you say thanks to our listener again? Yeah, you did. That's, that's good. I'm glad we thanked that one guy. Hey. We have You're to thank. Short? Hey, we have to thank the one, the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, most people listen by themselves, so they don't. Exactly. They think we're talking to them. Exactly, Andy. Don't stick up for him. Exactly. And his tomfoolery. <laughs> and my uh, speech impediment, <laughs> uh, which gets worse when you say impediment. Impediment. Dude, if anybody has one, it's me with this freaking extra tooth in my mouth. Or the, to- the fake you tooth with the say, extra base. You don't have an extra tooth. You have the right number of teeth. <laughs> no, I, ha- I'm, I have a fake tooth. Yeah, so do I. No, but I got this whole denture thing I'm wearing, man. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Sucks. You have a bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I have. I just have an implant. and uh, That and Depends, dude. That's uh, dude, enough TMI, to make feel like I'm TMI, old. TMI, TMI. Mm, getting old TMI, sucks, Well, huh? dude. I got to sit in front of this microphone for three hours somehow. You don't just pee in a cup like everyone else? No. <laughs> pee in a water bottle, a two-liter bottle? Open the window? You don't, you don't do the podcast on the toilet? <laughs> you had it like Chris to do the podcast on the <laughs> That's toilet. That's what I'm missing. <laughs> yeah. I got to start doing it on the toilet. Yeah. That's why he does this on the toilet. Now it makes sense. You yeah, see, he's a smart guy. I'm not that smart. Why is my computer lagging? If I did it on the toilet, it would sound like this. Yeah, that's how. That's how. Chris then the problem is when you get up, then your uh, legs are asleep, <laughs> and you fall over and break your face. Yeah, but then you become. Then you think of the flux capacitor, and you make a time machine. <laughs> oh my god! Good callback <laughs> or good reference. good reference. We're back to episode three. One point twenty-one gigawatts. One point twenty-one gigawatts of electricity. Run for it, Marty. <laughs> Why would you have a DJI Inspire in this fucking sim? What a fucking waste of. Why would you build a time machine out of a DeLorean? Because it had a uh, the proper outer shell of stainless yes. steel. Yeah. Was you paying attention? I was. Okay. Was he?
But that was oh. one of the lines in the movie. Yeah, it was. You built, a, you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Oh, yeah, that was the line in the movie. Yo. Hello there. What's up, man? Chilling. Chilling. What's going on? Speaking of chilling. Fucking cold. It's Mr. Chill himself. No? What? I know. Mr. Freeze? Hello. No. Mr. Andy oh. Ross. Hey, now. Mr. Chill. Hey, now. Hey, now. What's up, guys? Uh, not What's much. What's up, Andy? It's wet. Well, Is it raining by you, too? For two days. Yeah, it's been pretty crappy up here, too. It's not well, raining today, by me, dude. It was earlier today. No, I guess now it's not. Oh, that, that might work. What about a glow plug uh, and remote glow starter f- to light the fuses on smoke bombs? Hey, you can uh, always try it. Yeah. It's one time I only. just, um, <laughs> I was just going to use little uh, small resistors with a uh, switch. Wait a minute. Like don't a, they make something to fire switch. rockets off? Probably. They do? Yes, igniters, but they're super yeah. expensive. Oh, are they? Used to, well, I mean, when Radio Shack was around, you could buy a whole big pack of resistors, Here like we small go. resistors for a couple dollars. You just wire those up and tape it to the fuse. Bam. Put the power to it. They'll turn red hot and burn out. Light Here. the fuse. Here we go with Radio Shack. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> uh, well, why can't you still do that with resistors? You can. You just can't walk into Radio Shack. You can't walk into Radio Shack and get him. You got to order him. <laughs> After you give him your phone number. Yeah. All the Radio Shack's closed because Steve, you wouldn't just, give him your phone just number. Just go to Google and type in how to light a bomb fuse remotely. I dare <laughs> you. Just Google it. Yeah, Google it. It's how fine. Let me, just, let me just remote into your machine first. Electrically. And then do it. Let me proxy off your. Dude, I'm already your... proxy. You're going to have to proxy my proxy, dude. Well, it's gonna. I'll bust out the trays, Buster Buster. Go Hope for it. <laughs> I got the Jeff Para freaking linking me up. Jeff Para, dude, he's what like that. He's like mysterious. On the I, know, I, I, I was gonna shoot uh, bottle rockets from a heli, but I never did. Got to do it on the scale bird. God, dude, I sp- I I pay two hundred dollars. She spends three hundred dollars. Unfreaking believable. You're too conservative. I just keep on spending money, and there's no way she can top that. <laughs> Dude, it's going to cost me enough to pay to leave Jersey. I don't want any more debt than I'm already going to have to have when I leave. Paying it off, man. <laughs> Steve's like, debt, Schmidt. It's the American way. Isn't that the American dream? To yeah. be drowning in debt? Exactly. No. <laughs> That's, <what I> <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Ooh, I like I like my new phone and the wireless charging. Yeah. My American dream is going to be laughing at everything I'm stressing about now. When I'm retired, sweating your balls off in Florida. Yeah, it's not hot down there. Come on, how Just hot can it alligators get? trying to eat? I don't you. know. How Have hot can it get, there? dude? It gets flipping a hundred degrees here with a hundred degrees humidity. Yeah, down but there, that's it's 120 that's, degrees humidity. Yeah, and then we're talking about like. What, but everything's got AC, dude. Yeah, everything's so does everything have AC up here. But I don't have to shovel snow down there. 
True. Image got mosquitoes Snow. the size of hummingbirds. Snow. It's all right. I carry around a bottle rocket. Or a wrist rocket. <laughs> Pocket <laughs> rocket. Or I can shoot. I can carry down there. I can open carry. <laughs> Shotgun for mis- mosquitoes. Shotgun for mis- They're going to be like, yeah, we know you're a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting at those mosquitoes. <laughs> it's going to look like Yosemite Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pow. <laughs> no, so we get it. Yeah, they had a, a promo and then uh, free shipping. So I was like, well, because I, I looked at a couple different places. I hope they turn out okay. I just took that um, picture from the shirts and blew it up. Yep. So maybe I think we're right. I think we're boring uh, Kevin over there, huh? Probably. I think he's about to be abducted by aliens. Uh, he's eating little pellets. Oh, I, I hear it now. I can't even <laughs> see this thing. It's so small. <laughs> oh, you got killed. It's supposed to be a keychain. Hanging out here and bad weather. What else do you do? What you uh, that? bring out some old birds. Bob Hoster on uh, so, Facebook. I just popped up on mine and then you started playing it. Crappy weather. Yeah. Go up here and do a little quick, quick thing here. Let me flip this camera here around. I thought it was Heaster. Yeah, Keister, Heaster. Yeah, so, Steve, how you doing? So, went through the fleet. We're getting everything working. So, got some of the bigger boys there. So all my my little guys. Kevin's watching. Ron's watching. Holy shit, boys! Never never fly the little stuff. But I got like the old T Rex 250, the SR. I just posted a couple days ago. I got working. Got my 130s. Some of of my boys. And uh, what's up, Kevin? Gotta remember, he works in a hobby shop. Just kind of going through some of this stuff here. Shit, now I gotta watch it. All the old stuff. Okay, and now like to listen to it make all its noises. You know, now Did that thing on? All the stuff if it's doing. Oh, by the way, check this out here. You love this? Anybody, you know, for fly art, probably lots of guys don't don't do this. Mm. But uh, look at look at how solid this head is. Oh my god. And you know the wobble and the damper and it's horrible. But you know, precision. Holy shit, dude! Oh man! That was really rocking back. We got all the free <laughs> free fall guys on this. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's gonna crash over. into the wall. He's gonna crash into the wall. Nice. He's gonna crash it. Um, I'm a little behind you. He just put it on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I am. He's taking off now. Oh, oh. Up and down, up and down. Pogo that thing. He's crazy. Oh, it's actually having pretty well. That's okay, a, now fire uh, flip it. Motor driven tail, too? I think so. It looks like it. Which model is it? The CP? The blade. The blade CP? Yeah. Huh. This is as scary as I remember. <laughs> These damn fly bars. 
He's not going to flip it, is he? No, but... No. Next video. Dana. Dana, what do you mean? Dana just joined. Dana. Oh, Dana. Halas. Slash. Sobi. I don't know why. Uh, Sobinski, whatever his name is. Mike Sobinski. Nice. I would have so, drove it into the wall. He was on the show, right? We did the listener series with him, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Steve, I don't think you would have been into the wall. I've seen you fly. I think you're good enough to do that. But just a little hovering. We're getting some of the smaller ones out. Um, got some. Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't know you can't hover. I've seen I've seen Steve fly into the wall. <laughs> Indoors, yeah, several times. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, Andy, do you notice that uh, on the episodes that Kevin's not on, he doesn't put bloopers? I noticed that. What the hell, mm-hmm. dude? I had a special no blooper time. just for you. I barely had time, freaking, to edit that thing, man. He's like, if I'm gonna edit, I'm only gonna edit bloopers in when I'm on the show. <laughs> I had four, almost forty hours of overtime last I, week. I fast forwarded wow. to the end so I could hear myself. Beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll put it. No, I can't put it in this week either. Yeah, uh, that's cool. That's fine. But you know, we should, like you said, you always want to do. Um, I usually <laughs> save that to the end, and then yeah. if I have time, I throw it in. Yeah, like I usually get the part, the editing done, and then if I, I'll, I'll go through the bloopers. I just didn't have time this week, man. You know, what you should do is take all the bloopers from every episode that we've ever recorded oh, and just release, it, just release it as an episode. Oh, my just, God. Yeah, because whole... that wouldn't be any work to do. No, that wouldn't be 200 audio tracks. <laughs> nah, just, just, cut, paste, oh, just, cut, just, paste. Just, just copy and paste it all into one thing and just release it. Give me all the bloopers. Upload it all to the thing. Wait, you know? Dude, if I well, give you the... all the bloopers, <laughs> I might as well do it. That's the hard part. <laughs> Getting the bloopers is the hard part. Don't you already have it edited and clipped? Like when you when you edit your episodes, you don't like save the edit file, like the project. Yeah, I do. Oh, so you already have all the bloopers edited, right? I have the. Wait a minute. What is the question? (laughs) (laughs) When you edit, you save the project when you're done, or do you just export it and delete the project and move on? No, I save the project. And yeah, I save so, the raw files. So you have the edited bloopers already. You just have to basically extract them, don't I'd you? I'd have to go through each one, yeah. And that's what I—that's what we meant. You have to go through each one and pull that part out. And, and it takes. Sometimes it takes five minutes for Audacity to load up. I do have it on two machines, though. I don't know. I might be able to do something like that. Uh, now, one well, of these days when I'm sitting here doing nothing. Yeah, when's that though? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe for Christmas. Maybe that's our Christmas present this year. Oh, we haven't really talked about it, but are we taking time off this year for the holidays? Yeah, I thought we were. No? Yeah. No, I think we should. 
right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go into that all in the show. So we'll let's just yeah. get it started right now, I and then you, I can tell you the story how I met there. It's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. I want to hear all that. That's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that's awesome. Sweet. Okay, so I'm just going to do, we're just going to do the intro. And now it's like, you know, welcome to the show and all that stuff. And then we'll go right into the main topic. Do I have time to run and go get a tin out of my car? Yeah, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, okay, go for it. Okay. Hmm. A tin of chew? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a well versed guy. I know, I know what he's talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> First time I tried that, I was in the Army. My buddy from West Virginia gave me some of that. He did, said, did you get, like, that nicotine? Oh, yeah. And he said, don't spit sickness. it out. Don't spit it out. Ride the storm. Ride the storm. I was Ride like, I spit storm, it out. And I was guys. like, get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I spit that stuff out. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. And then a week later, I was doing it, like, every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you're hooked already. <laughs> yeah. 